focus for maximum picture quality and please adjust sound for maximum clarity. Yeah, hello, excuse me, thank you, um, some attention please. I've spent a great deal of time getting things ready for the show. No, no, keep going, keep going. I'm kind of curious as to how this works. Turn up the night with Kenny Pig. You know, I think it's going to do very well in the evening hours here. The greatest gift to mankind since Tutti Fruity Ice Cream. A viable and modern source for news and entertainment. Hey gang, have I got an earful for you today. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. My mind is aglow with whirling transient loads of thought careening through a cosmic vapor of invention. In your heart, you know he's right, 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 right. And now, to the business at hand. We're all in this together. We got a show to do. Well, let's check it out. You can do it! Welcome to the weekend edition of Turn Up Tonight with Kenny Pig, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com. And there's just simply nothing to talk about tonight, so we're just going to stop the show right now. I kid, of course. My God, Thursday has become the new Friday news dump. <laughs> um, and, and not just Thursday, but all week, it's been bonkers. Good news, bad news, crazy news, ugly news, stupid news, pedophilia news. Um, and uh, yeah, oh my God, it's it's bonkers. But anyway, welcome to this program, Rain from Four Freedoms blog in Washington, D.C. Hello. Hello. It's been so nice and quiet in D.C. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> when is the monster coming back it's been really kind of it's been nice <laughs> yeah i i well that's that's true and apparently he uh he's wearing matching outfits with vladimir putin now and that's adorable and i'm really uh, glad he finally got to vietnam that's true yes so and uh and not not only that but um we now know why Trump always wears his shirt buttoned all the way up with a tie. Oh my God, what is that nightmare going on there? Uh, <laughs> I don't think he could button the top button on that that cute little silk blouse he was wearing uh, at the at the Apex Summit or whatever. Uh, but anyway, of course, uh, Joe Santoris says Scranton, Pennsylvania, the electric city. Should we wear uh, matching uh, uh, outfits next time we hang out? No. Okay. Cool. Good. Good by me. <laughs> uh, yeah, just coming from you from the uh, great state of Alabama. Oh, we're uh, we have another name for pedophiles here. We call them senator. Oh dear God. lord! God oh my god! Yeah, yeah. And of course, joining mm. us uh, for all three hours tonight, uh, graciously uh, giving up her time to be here with us. Uh, it's our good friend Cat, my sister from another Mister at Columbus, Ohio. Welcome, Cat. Hello, thank you, Kenny. And it's amazing how, if you're a liberal-leaning actor, forcing yourself on a fourteen-year-old is creepy and criminal. But if you're a self-righteous uh, religious bigot from the Republican side of the aisle. Oh, it's just Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. <laughs> oh my God, it, it's so so where wildly screwed up. And of course, we're all uh, uh, talking about um, Roy Moore, who is running for the Senate in Alabama, and uh, not one, not two, not three, but four uh, accusers have come forward. And uh, have have told stories about how when he was in his thirties, he was in his thirties, and he was 
sexually assaulting young girls as young as 14. Yeah, 14. He was more than twice the age of some of these girls. He took that girl and he made, he took her hand and he put her hand over his underwear. Yeah. I mean, the, the account is, is stunning. And I, I, I was really impressed by a, a lot of conservatives out there. Um, and uh, I, I'm going to find the tweet, but uh, Mitt Romney uh, had the best one. And it's, it's just gone bonkers. Um, and, uh, yeah, he, uh, uh, he sent this out, and it's been retweeted by a bunch of, bunch of people. It says, innocent until proven guilty is for criminal convictions, not elections. I believe Lee Korfman, her account is too serious to ignore. Moore is unfit for office and should step aside. That has 159,000 likes. 10,000. He's right. Yeah, 50,000. Innocent until proven guilty is for the court of law. Yeah. It's not about elections. And And if anybody, and I I know you guys read the Washington Post article, Mm -hmm. it, it, it had 30 sources. 30. 30. 30. Three, zero. Yeah. This is not fake news. (laughs) No. It it was pretty meticulously researched. It was one of the most... uh, Yes, Kat. It was one of the most researched articles. I mean, I read it again today, and the fact that they had to backtrack and say that none of these women donated to Doug Jones, and none of these women, they they went and said, you know, some of them, they voted for Donald Trump. The fact that they had to use those qualifiers in order to say this is a legitimate article says to me, this is where we are in this country. This is where we are in this country, that we have to use these kind of qualifiers to say our story is legitimate. They uh-huh. didn't They didn't vote for Roy Moore. Yeah. And that's sad. Oh, it's so. horrendous. Yeah, that article is good a, and dis- disturbing and bothersome. And um, I, 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 I really have to say this. I'm going to get this out here and I'm going to be quiet couldn't try to be quieter for the rest of the night. It, it, part of that article, um, the one woman, the, the initial woman, the 14-year-old, mm-hmm. she basically said, I didn't want to come out and tell my story because I had three divorces. My life wasn't perfect. And I knew, she knew, she knew that if she came out years ago, people would just say, you're trash. She didn't use those words in the article, but... I, I felt her story. I felt her story in such mm-hmm. a way where it's like, there it is. She's not the perfect victim. She's not this beautiful, you know, actress. And I'm not knocking actresses who've been, who've been um, abused by Harvey Weinstein. But she knew she wasn't the perfect victim. And I hope that makes sense. I really hope that makes sense. I, I know. Oh, so it her makes, coming out and saying what she said makes her even more brave to me. Yeah, I mean, it makes perfect sense. It's one of these cases where, okay, if she had had a pregnancy in her teen years, that's the sort of thing that she would have felt 
they might use against her if she made accusations up to this point in time. The divorces, like you said, that's mm-hmm. that's definitely something that especially among the moral upstanding right wingers, they, they would have been chastising her for that. And the thing is, she voted for Trump. She voted for Romney. She voted for McCain. She's voted Republican. She's not somebody who's out to sabotage Roy Moore to benefit the Democratic Party. Exactly. That was that was the thing that the Washington Post article went out of its way to try to telegraph. <laughs> and quite honestly, I just I feel I feel like it's really sad that this is where we are. Yeah. I think she's a hero. She did this, she said this. I believe her. I believe that article, but I think it's really sad that we're at a point in this country where a reputable media outlet like the Washington Post has to go out of their way to make those clarifications. And they still get accused of doing a hit piece to to politically benefit the other side. And it's like where were the where were the Republicans to say that the New York Times was delivering a hit piece on Hillary Clinton to benefit the Republicans during the election last year when it was nothing but articles about her emails. I mean, oh, yeah. they only sit there they only sit there and cry about media bias and doing hit jobs to benefit the liberals when oh. it's about them. Well, that's the thing, and I know that you know all of us that are listening to the show. Um, we've been following the media. When the Harvey Weinstein thing broke, Fox News, Sean Hannity, um, everybody, everybody on the right, they were more than happy to believe everything from all of the women who came out and spoke against Harvey Weinstein. Well, yeah, and as I now and now, they literally want us to believe the pedophilia is okay because it's one of their own. And this is a problem. As I as I alluded to at the start, they were ready to jump all over Kevin Spacey for being a dirty homosexual pedophile when when that story came out at the beginning of last week. But now that it's Roy Moore, oh it's a hit job and Mm -hmm. it's okay because Mary was a teenager and Joseph was an adult and they had Jesus even though if you're a Christian, Jesus was not the result of intercourse between Joseph and Mary. <laughs> yeah, just think about the age gap there between God and Mary. He was like uh, infinity and a half, you know? Um, they can't uh, even get it, their immaculate conception you know, right. Yeah, so. I, seriously. But yeah, so this is this is where we are. Is, is You know, again, it has been weeks and weeks and weeks of every conservative out there saying, hang them high! To all the all the you know Hollywood pervs, they they're, yeah. they're still the ones. They they wore the T-shirts that said Bill Clinton's a rapist. Was he ever convicted of rape? No. Um, you know they're and, and they're the ones who were okay with uh, the pussy grabber in chief. They're okay with you know uh, uh, you know there was testimony from his ex-wife that he he raped her, uh, that Trump raped her. And you know, then and, and there's also the list of uh, names. Let's see here. Uh, I actually have have the list here, and I think everybody should, uh, if not commit it to memory, you know, share this, find it, and share it. 
But um, uh, Summer Zervos, Jessica Leeds, Mindy McGill, uh, McGillivray, mm. uh, Rachel Crooks, yes. Natasha Stoinoff, Temple Taggart, Kristen Anderson, uh, Kathy Heller, Jill Harth, and Jessica Drake. Each one of those women was brave enough to go on the record about the, the abuse they suffered at the hands of Donald John Trump. And every Trump cultist out there thinks that's just hunky-dory. Yeah, this is this is disgusting. It, it's well, wildly and then you disgusting. Have, you have a state legislator in Alabama today saying that these women who are coming out now, they should all be prosecuted because they should have come out when the crime happened. And this is yeah. just trying to tar him after the fact. And, and it's like, but you know... You know, Kat, the thing is about that, and I did, I heard that. The thing is, is that once again, and I talk about patriarchy on this show, and I will never stop talking about it. You should. This is what women are fighting. We are fighting the imbalance of a patriarchal society here in this country. And and the fact that literally they're saying that women should be prosecuted, and, and there are people from all all corners of this country saying why didn't they come out sooner yep. i cannot understand why people don't get at this point why I, I i don't understand at this point why people are still asking this question when you when you look at stories like and i'm sure we'll probably talk about ck tonight um, oh yeah. That, that that you know that these women saw him doing these things and they talked about it and they were basically told shut up if you want to keep working in this business shut up. Um, it's not just Hollywood. <laughs> it's not just Hollywood. So uh, there's there's a problem. There's a problem, and I'm hoping it's it's reaching a tipping point where women. And and it's not just women. It's just people who aren't straight white men need to be listened to. And straight white men need to understand they have a problem. It's their problem. Well, it's not just straight white men, obviously. Look at Kevin Spacey. Okay. It's, it's, you understand my greater point, I it's hope. A cultural, it's a cultural problem. It, it's a cultural problem because in our culture, we always try to find a reason why the victim is at fault. Right. 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 At a yeah. certain point, instead of trying to find... I guess I guess my bigger point is, is I am sick and tired of... of of victims having to explain why they feel that they're victims. Yeah. Instead, in, in, of, instead, of, instead of, you know, getting to a point where, where somebody says, hey, I'm hurt. And having or, people come in and say, you're hurt. What can we do to help? Well, what we have right now in this country is, is people saying, I'm hurt. And instead of saying, what can I do to help you? What we have is, what did you do to contribute to your pain? Yeah, and not only that, but I, I, I've seen uh, today, you know, so many people, so many Trump supporters, oh, 40 years old, you know, 40-year-old allegations, yeah, whatever, that's baloney, why now, oh, it's, you know, again, the hit job thing, and, and not only that, I had one person say, 
And I sent this message, and I'll just paraphrase, but I sent it to Rain and Joe this morning. I had one Trump cultist say, if I was 14, I would have kicked his ass. Okay, we know that oh, he God. carries. I, we I know shit like that. We know he carries guns. He likes to whip out his little tiny pistol and wave it around. Uh, he's also a man who is in his 30s, um, and a lot of children from the South are very obedient to their elders because they'll get the shit kicked out of them if they're not. And, and but this Especially this girl said this girl this woman said to me, "You have to be retarded." to get molested when you're 14 is what she said that's what she said because word for word that's okay well on top of that you you said children in the south are raised that way in the 1970s children were, were raised that way because i know growing up in connecticut at the time i was taught to respect my elders sure. my, Me my parents took my parents were like, you know, if you're talking to an adult, it's Mr. or Mrs. Smith. Never call them by the first name unless they've told you it's okay. Never Dave and Things Colleen. Like Don't call them Dave and Colleen. You and, call them Mr. and Mrs. Right. And, Sorry, you know. I don't, I don't know where that came from. But my, my, I know where it came from. My but. parents, my, my parents were friends with a lot of the people who were um, city leaders, police, fire, all of that in my hometown in Connecticut because they were politically active. And I, I, I'm i sure that I've mentioned before that when I was about four or five years old, I met Chris Dodd when he still had dark hair. <laughs> and, wow. you know... <laughs> So, so you know, I, I met the governor of Connecticut when I was about that age as well. And, you know, to, to me, it was, you know, you look up to these people and you show them respect. And here's Roy Moore. He, he worked in the, in the prosecutor's office. He was a deputy prosecutor. He came to the park bench, sat down next to the girl and her mom, introduced himself, told the mom... When she, when the mom had to go into the custody hearing, don't worry about your daughter. I'll watch her. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's the. It was, it was a respect thing, and you know, here's somebody who's got a degree of power, and you're a fourteen year old kid, and you're taught to respect adults, and he's a government official, and kid is important. If you told someone something about what happened. Are they going to believe you or the guy who works for the government? Yeah. So, so yeah. So, uh, Joe, uh, you've been a little quiet here. Why don't you jump in? I just uh, I want to touch on what you you told me and Rain in the in the chat, and you just mentioned about uh, boy, if I was a fourteen year old and he did that to me, I'd have pushed him against the wall or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was interesting that after you posted that. Um, Diana Nyad was on uh, MSNBC uh, and they interviewed her and she was abused as a teenager on her swim team by her coach. And she I've said... i that story. Yeah. Yeah, she said I... She said people don't come forward. She says everybody thinks... She says I was big enough 
pick him up and slam him against the wall. Mm-hmm. So why didn't I? She said, because he was my coach. I was afraid I would never be on that swim team again. Mm-hmm. She said, I was well, afraid of him, and, not because... got a couple... Uh, Joe, go ahead and finish. Go, go ahead, Joe. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Uh, she said, I was afraid of him, not because of his size, not because I couldn't beat him up or slam him against the wall. It was the power he had over me in my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, so so this i this idea that that well, if I was her, I would have slammed them against the wall. Yeah. No, because it isn't physical power. Yes. That it's intimidating here. It's the emotional power they have over them. Oh yeah. Or the professional power. It's right. more emotional. And Diane and I add, I don't think you you will find a more athletic, strong physically strong teenager yet was fearful of this man well you have in the last couple of weeks a couple of the women who've been on the last couple uh u.s olympic gymnastics teams have come out and said that they were abused by the uh former team doctor who's on trial now for having abused girls that were in the gymnastics program yeah, he's going to jail. Yeah, but, you know, it's it's all fine and well for somebody who's not in the position to say, well, if I were in that position, this is what I'd do. No, you have no idea how you would react in that situation because nine times out of ten, you, you find yourself in that situation and you're completely stunned and you don't know what to do. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's why I don't think it's I don't think it's about profession. I think it's just simply about um, we have a problem with patriarchy in this country. We have a problem with it. I'm sorry, but we do. And when I say we have a problem with it, we've had a problem with it since the inception of this nation. Yeah, since the very beginning, when when you know women were told you can't vote, and and people of color. We're told you're three fifths of a person. To, what we're to reaching be perfectly- now, wait, wait, wait. What we're reaching now, I think we're reaching a tipping point. We're reaching a tipping point, and um, it's going to be ugly. But we're getting there, and we're not going back because I'm freaking sick and tired of of feeling like I have to ask for permission. Well, the, but it's it's not just an American problem. It's a Western culture problem. It happens all over in Europe, it, and it has happened in the past. That. I don't disagree and, with that. Yeah, but we, we got to work on it here. House. Yeah, exactly. We got to clean our own house. Oh, but, uh, well, yeah, but but it's cultural baggage that goes back millennia. That's what that's I'm why saying. You, that's it, why you have not, all these white identity men's rights activists out there freaking yeah. out because they can't, you know, because, you know, they, 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 they miss the, the bad old days. Um, but, um, uh, yeah. So th- this again, though, the, the, the just stunning hypocrisy. And when you, when we come, we're going to go to break in a couple minutes here, but when we come back, I'm going to play 
Um, I have the uncut interview, at least the first seven minutes of the interview, with Roy Moore and Sean Hannity. And I don't see how he thinks he's doing himself any favors because what the things he said in this interview were repugnant and rain. It is just dripping with patriarchal, cocky, uh, uh, you know, backwater arrogance that you just wouldn't even fucking believe. Um, my I, seriously, you're gonna want to, you know. If if you got a cushion to put under your chin when you hear some of this audio, do it so you don't bruise your chin. Um, because in in you know in the defenders too, you know uh, we'll talk about that for a minute before. But because there's this, um, uh, let let me see if uh, if I put this on my Facebook page because there was a thread because I think that's where I where I said the joke first. Um, uh, but yeah, Daniel Dale on Twitter posted this uh, interaction. Uh, with uh, a bunch of uh, Roy Moore's peers in Alabama, in Marion County. Uh, and I'll, I'll read you some of the tweets from the thread. It says, it was 40 years ago, Alabama, Marion County, GOP, David, David Hall tells me. I really don't see the relevance of it. He was 32. She was supposedly 14. She's not saying that anything happened other than they kissed. That's a lie. Uh, because it, it, it said a whole lot more than, than they just kissed. Oh, um, yeah. Daniel Dale says, the story said she uh, she tried to get uh, get her to touch his genitals. Uh, Hall, well, she said he may have tried to, but we're talking about something that somebody said happened 40 years ago. It wouldn't affect whether I'd vote for him or not. Uh, more from Hall. The other women... Uh, uh, that they're using to corroborate number one one was 19 one was 17 one was 16 there's nothing wrong with a 30 year old single male asking a 19 year old 17 year old a 16 year old out on a date after a long pause alabama bibb county republican chairman jerry prow tells me he'd vote for roy moore even if moore did commit sex crimes against a girl i would vote for judge moore because i wouldn't want to vote for doug he says, I'm not saying I support what he did. You are supporting what he did if you vote for him. That is exactly what that means. If you vote for him, you support what he did. Well, you know. That's exactly what that means. I know, I know that we have to go to break, <laughs> but there are two very separate um, paths that are happening here. There's the path that there are people who are going to they're going to vote for Roy Moore because they are a Republican. And I'm going to be a Republican. I'm going to vote Republican. I'm just going to be all my Republicanism. And then there are people who are literally supporting him. And, I, you know, I don't know, what to, I don't know what to make of this. I don't know what to make of this. I, I put this on my, as a status last night. When, when, when Anthony Weiner... When Anthony Weiner was caught sexting, we yeah, got rid of him. We did. When when John Edwards was caught having an affair while his wife had cancer, Democrats got rid of him. We rejected him like a bad body part. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, so there is something very different between the party that I consider myself a part of and them. 
Sure. Because and, they you know, are literally defending pedophilia. Yeah, and anybody who knows me knows that I'm a huge Louis C.K. fan. And I'm, you know, Susan sent me a picture because I we own a couple seasons of Louis on DVD. She's like, should we sell them on eBay or burn them? And I was like, read his apology and tell me. Uh, so, I'm glad we're going to talk about that. Yeah, so... <laughs> She's saying, burn them, burn them. It's not good for the environment. Just donate them to Goodwill. Um, so <laughs> uh, we don't want money for them. Uh, so anyway, we're going to go ahead and uh, hit the break when we the come hypocrisy. back. We'll, oh, it's stunning. It's stunning, but not surprising. Because that's all they have. If they didn't have low standards, they'd have no standards at all. You know? These freaks suck at this point, so yeah. bad. You know? Uh, again, they're, they're, it, where is rock bottom? Where is Rock Bottom? What because I have a feeling for? what do that they represent? I have a feeling that Rock Bottom is like in a in a in a wormhole created out of Republican stupidity and hypocrisy that goes into a parallel universe where uh, indecency mm-hmm. is 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 virtue. Um, so uh, I don't know, uh, but that's actually kind of the real world at this point. Uh, so anyway, let's go ahead and run to the break. Uh, we'll be right back with lots more turn up tonight, uh, with all this craziness. Uh, and, uh, of course, uh, there, there is some, there is, uh, there are some good Trump Russia stories we'll be able to talk about later. Yay. Yeah. Lots of good stuff. But anyway, we'll, we're going to hit the break. We'll be right back with lots more turn up tonight with me, Rain, Joe, and Kat right after this. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Occasionally I get a jerk like you here. So thank you. Kennypick.com. Your name and that of your lovers 
I'm Tim Cormall, host of The Tim Cormall Show. And I'm Joe Santors, a co-host and head mechanic of The Clown Car Garage. Each week, our guests join a roundtable discussion of the political news of the week and peek into the GOP circus tent. And of course, no circus is complete without clowns. And each week, I inspect the clown car to see what obnoxious fumes they have been spreading all around the country. So join us each week. Admission is free, but just one word of caution. If you see the GOP clown car, get out of the way. They're terrible drivers. Hey, Joe, what was that? Uh, I think we just lost another clown car. Tune in for the Tim Coromall Show on Indie Media Weekly Radio, Mondays and Wednesdays at 8.30 a.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly Radio. IndieMediaWeekly.com Extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. Hey, this is Brad Friedman from bradblog.com and the Bradcast, heard right here on Indie Media Weekly. Thanks for supporting truly independent media, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. Listen to Paul's Memory Bank live every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Your DJ, Paul, will serve up a mix of classic rock, pop, and novelty music all tied together with a weekly theme. That's Paul's Memory Bank, every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern, exclusively on Indie Media Weekly. Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. You are listening to Indie Media Weekly. I am Michelle Lagan, co-host and Dungeon Master of Mike Check Radio. And I am Miles Lagan, co-host and Galaxy Master of Mike Check Radio. You know, a Galaxy Master is just a glorified Dungeon Master, except for you played the laser swords. They're called lightsabers? Anyways, tune in every Saturday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern to hear host Adam Hebert and us discuss politics and nerd stuff. Indie Media Weekly. All the power without the tower. I'm Rick Beatty. And I'm Nick Sadler. And I am Jody Hamilton. We are From the Bunker. So we do a one-hour weekly podcast. Where we get to speak our mind about stuff from a liberal perspective. We will be on Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. We are so excited. If you don't have any right-wing friends, you'll feel at home with us. From the Bunker. With Jody Hamilton. Nick Sadler. And Richard Beatty. On Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. 
This is Stephanie Miller. You're listening to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Great Scott, what is that? It's really weird, but it's also the coolest fucking thing I've ever heard in my whole life. It's terrible, by the way, totally overproduced. The first known instance of a man who was killed because he had lousy ratings. Oh my God, they've killed Kenny, you bastard! I've had worse. It's showtime. It is showtime, and welcome back to it. Happy Friday to everybody, and of course, joining me as always on the program, uh, Joe Santoris of Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Hello. Hello. I bet the clown car is going to be disgusting this Sunday. Oh, I'll give you a little preview later. All right. And, of course, uh, Rain from Four Freedoms blog in Washington, D.C. Welcome back to the program. Well, thank you. I just want to say that I do appreciate that Roy Moore says he loves the Ten Commandments. Mm. Except for the part that um, those shall not lie. And they shall not covered part. Yeah, covetousness and uh, bearing false witness. Oh, my, Roy Moore. And uh, we're going to hear a little something about that here in a minute. Um, And, of course, Kat uh, from Columbus, Ohio, joining us tonight. Oh, and Kat, we we forgot to tease it. We have wonderful transgender heavy metal news tonight. (laughs) Oh, we do, we do. Oh, man. It's like the best of everything. All the all the best chickens are coming home to roost. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, there, there's a bit of a tease there. Godless I don't know, but, heathen trans people. Yeah. So, and you know, there actually is a South American band uh, called Trans Metal, but it, it, the, the, I'm sure it doesn't mean transgender. But anyway, we have trans metal news. So, um, and, uh, but, uh, anywho, uh, yeah. Uh, welcome back. Thanks for joining us for all three hours tonight. Uh, let's go ahead and, uh, start in on some of that Roy Moore interview, uh, because it's, it's, it's so wildly fucked up. And, um, uh, Sean Hannity had on Roy Moore. And, and if you can't tell, what a shit bag this guy is from this interview. And when you it rain, you're gonna get so murder fisty in parts. Cause I actually Me? had to do I did a double take at Me? one point because he said something <laughs> about two of the women twice. And I was like, did he just say that again? And I was and, and I was like, I that didn't just repeat. But it, it it's it's so insane. So this is seven minutes long. I'm gonna play it. A couple minutes at a time, and and we'll. Uh, but I'll pause where it, it really needs to be paused. What do you make of these allegations? Well, Sean, first let me say this: uh, these allegations are completely false, false and misleading. But more than that, it hurts me personally. I'm going to pause it right there. They're completely false and misleading. He's going to go on to tell you that oh. they're not completely false. And when he says they're misleading, he's basically trying to pull a he said, she said kind of thing. And it gets gets fucking bizarre. Okay, before we go forward. Yeah. Because you see, I picked up on, um, I don't know, it hurts me personally. Oh. But please continue. Yeah. Hurts me personally. You know, I'm a father. I have one daughter. I have five granddaughters. And I have a special concern for protection of young ladies. This is this is really hard to get on the tel- uh, radio and explain this, and as these allegations are just completely false. What do you make specifically? Let's start with what they talked about, that you had struck up a conversation with this young woman who was 14, Lee Kaufman, 
and her mother says that you offered to watch the girl while the mother went inside for a custody hearing, which they confirmed it actually happened at that time. What is your? Do you know Miss Corfman? Do you know the mother? I don't know Miss Corfman from anybody. I've never talked to her. I never had any contact with her. Allegations of sexual misconduct with her are completely false. I believe they're politically motivated. I believe they're brought only to stop a very successful campaign, and that's what they're doing. Uh, I've never uh, known this woman or anything with regard to the other girls. You understand this is 40 years ago, and after my return from the military, I... I'm going to pause it right there. You understand this is 40 years ago. That's almost kind of like saying, well, it was a different time, you know. Oh, we could do what we wanted with them little girls. That's that. that that's what I... Only, kind of. That is what he's saying. Well, he, yeah, he's not, not, he's not that, he's coming right... Yep. I'm just saying he's not coming right out and saying that, but he's he's using it in in two ways to say it was a different time and I, I have a real hard time remembering 40 years ago. Go ahead, Kat. Yeah. Well, it's not just that. It's and you have to understand. I just came back from the military. My uncle was a, a Green Beret officer in Vietnam. 45 years ago he came back to the states he did not rape little girls yes what does having been in the military have to do with that you are dishonoring every freaking vet on veterans day weekend when you tie that shit to your military service oh don't you mean maga day weekend because you know the trump called is is totally disrespecting uh uh, servicemen by branding this weekend uh, MAGA Day weekend. Um, no, but Kat's, Kat's right. The fact that he said, you have to understand, I just came back from the military. So he's basically using the military as an excuse to be a pedophile. Yeah, the time frame, the military is, is service uh, in Vietnam and his uh, alleged failing memory, which is pretty funny yeah. because he claims i don't know this person I, d- I definitely don't know this person but later on he's like oh i don't remember that uh, i'm not real sure yeah. i can't say for sure um so and and, and very here's selective something memory. else here's something else it's kind of minor for this guy how old is he do we know how old Roy well he's got to be in his 70s he's 72 so he's sitting there and saying i can't remember shit from 40 years ago I'm going to go out there and say, if you can't remember that, then maybe you don't have the competent mental capability to be a senator. Agreed. Agreed. I know, you know, you know, you know, everybody knows. He knows exactly what happened that day. Because there ain't no damn person who sits next to a 14-year-old girl on a bench in a courthouse and says, can I have your phone number? Mm Mm-hmm. I remember That's not something I, you forget. You know, I, I'm I'm younger, but I I know you know I can remember girls I dated 30 years ago, more than 30 years ago. I remember every girl I've, I've ever dated. You know, um. So, but anyway, let, let's continue. He said, Man, I am sick and tired. Let me just say this quick. I am sick and tired of people infantilizing grown ass men yeah. for their bad behavior. Oh well, tired of this interview gets so much better. I mean, worse. I, I dated a lot of yeah. young ladies, 
I do recognize, however, the names of two of these young ladies, Debbie Wesson and Gloria Thacker, which uh, they have a maiden, that's their maiden name. Well, let me, let me just give the details. Debbie Wesson Gibson says she was 17 when you spoke to her high school civics class and asked her out on several dates, and it did not progress her words beyond kissing, according to the Washington Post. Let's stay on her. Did that happen? I, I do not remember speaking to a civics class. I don't remember that. I do not remember when we – I seem to know, remember knowing her parents, uh, can, that they were friends. Did I you? can't recall specific dates because that's been 40 years, but I remember uh, her as a, a good girl. Whoa! Um, I remember oh, oh, her really? as a good girl. Oh, really? A good girl? Really? Well, damn you, I, men! I I can remember there was a. The, this is one of those shameful things about the culture that I was raised in because I wasn't raised female, but I can remember there used to be a joke that I would hear quite a bit when I was in college. What's the difference between a good girl and a nice girl? A good girl, you go out, you, you go home, you take her, or you go out and then you take, I forget what it was, but with a good girl, it implied that you went out, you had sex, you took her home. Nice girl, you went out, took her home, and you masturbated. <laughs> So, what? yeah, I, I, I've heard similar things. A good things girl that, puts but, out, and a nice girl, a nice girl doesn't. So, but, but he says, okay, I, I, really I remember her, the idea of girl. I remember right. her being a good girl. I can't imagine that she would let me do this to her. Oh God! I mean, that's what. That's how I'm. I'm absorbing this. This creepiness, Joe. I mean, what? You know, for for him to say, I remember her being a good girl. Yeah, um, sounds like uh, our. Uh, it's not, it sounds a little bit like what we heard from uh, Jeff Sessions at his congressional hearing. Is that when ah. you're found guilty of doing something? Ah. Sorry, he was just putting his shoes on. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> yes. Uh, when when you're caught lying. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, you, you you get the forgets. Oh yeah, the I can't remembers. You know, uh, it, it's convenient because you don't all have to outright lie. You just don't remember. Yes, I don't remember. Remembrances. Let me tell you something. I'm 68. If I was 30, when I was 32, I know what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And if I undressed a 14 year old girl. I would remember that. Well, uh, isn't it convenient that that. the uh, the 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 one, the most important one, he he definitely remembers two of them. But by golly, I don't remember that fourteen-year-old. Maybe you don't want to remember what you fucking did, you creep. And and at the other end of this, uh, at the other end of this uh, clip, I want to introduce just another element to this, which is racial. But we'll get to that later. Uh, okay. But one one other thing, really quick. The reason why he doesn't want to remember the fourteen year old, but he can remember the ones that were over sixteen. He can 
lie about what happened or didn't happen without perjuring him. Well, with, with the girls who are 16 or older, he can say, oh, yeah, I remember and I did this or that. They were of the age of consent. The 14-year-old wouldn't have been of age of consent. So yeah. anything he did... was not the age of consent at the time. Um, oh. 16 age of consent in Alabama in 1979. So so she she could have consented. Well, but the 14 year old well, couldn't. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, but uh, anyway, uh, the, the, uh, what what's really important though is the pe- the names he's remembering are of of the older uh, girls, women now, um, because. You know, he can just say, "Oh, I don't recall. I know, I knew them, but I'm not sure if we dated or not." You know, and that's pretty much what he does. So, anyway, continuing um, with, we'll play another minute or so. But neither of them have ever stated any uh, inappropriate behavior. Uh, she didn't say anything that they. Well, she said, "Let me." But do you remember ever going on a date with her? She said that you asked her out on on. The first of several dates, but nothing progressed beyond kissing. I don't remember specific dates. No, I do not. And I don't remember if it was that time or later, uh, but I do not remember that. No. But you know her, Bullshit. but you never dated her ever. Is that what you're saying? Know her, but I don't remember going out on dates. I, I knew her as a friend. Oh, my God. If we did go out on dates, then we did, but I do not remember that. What about Gloria Thacker Deason says she was an 18-year-old cheerleader when you began taking her on dates that included bottles of Matus Rosé wine. She's 18 at the time. The Alabama drinking age at the time is 19. Did that ever happen? No, because in this county, it's a dry county. We never would have had liquor. If I would never. And I believe this. Uh, she said that she believed she was underage. And she, as I recall, she was 19 or older. And uh, that just never happened. I I never provided alcohol, beer, or intoxicating liquors to a minor. That would be against the law and against anything I would have ever done. Oh, you know, what also would be against the law would be uh, uh, molesting children as well. So why would we not put it past you to buy alcohol, even if your county is dry? Um, I grew up in, in, uh, well, I went to school in a town that was a dry town, but you just had Jimmy. to drive about five minutes to get into the town that wasn't dry. That. How hard was it for you to get liquor in your dry town? Um, not hard, even as a teenager. <laughs> I mean, the town where That's I grew up wasn't bull- dry, but the town where I went to school, I had a lot of friends who lived in Columbiana, Columbiana, the town, Columbiana, uh, the village or township, whatever it was. Um, um, but yeah, Columbiana was dry. They, they had no bars, tons of churches. And I think at one point in the eighties, there was like a dairy mart that started selling beer. And you know, uh, and that was about it. But uh, uh, but yeah, it's um, you know, 
uh, you know, no, and definitely no alcohol sales on Sunday. Not not like you know we have no wine sales here in, in Cleveland on Sunday, which is dumb and puritanical and weird. But anyway, so Roy Moore is full of bull, full. I mean, obviously full of shit here on this whole thing. You know, oh, I would never do that. Well, well he's admitting I, to he's admitting to a lot of the things that were he yeah. was accused of in that article. Yeah, if we did go on dates, I guess we did. He said that if we yeah. did, we did. I, I, that that part is that to me is stunning. It's like, well, if we did, we did. But well, and and then he was saying, thirty damn years old. Yeah, Go he's ahead, saying if we went on dates, well, we did. But I recall her being nineteen or something older like that, and it's like, really, really. He because seems to remember th- those details, but not yes, other ones. Exactly. And if you're if you're the age he was, and you work in a legal job like he did, he was a district attorney, and, wasn't he? At that yeah, time, I don't know. It's a legal job. He was a district attorney. Right. He wasn't a lawyer but, working for a private law yeah. firm representing people. Anyway, he was a we, public servant. Yeah, let but, let, let but, Kat but, finish up because we got we got to get through the rest of this. But but you're in your 30s and you work as uh, in the district attorney's office, you're the district attorney. And you're messing around with girls that are right around the age of majority and you yes. don't make sure that the girl that you're messing around with is of age. Mhm. I mean, that's all kinds of irresponsible. Well, and, and, you know, again, his selective memory, I think, is very telling. Because, again, he's saying some of this shit did happen, even though he said at the beginning, it's all false accusations being misrepresented. No, well, you're you're confirming. You're confirming now that a lot of this is true. And you just are choosing not to remember the more salacious details. Um, so, uh, here, continuing. Ken, Ken, oh, this, oh, sorry, this was ahead. from today's... Sean Hannity's show. The, the, the yeah. audio, the, radio, the audio, radio. You're, yeah, it's from yeah. today's mm-hmm. radio show. Yeah. So yesterday, Roy Moore was denying everything. Am I getting this right? Yeah. And today he's like, yeah, well, some of it happened. Yeah. You know, and, uh, you, stuff and that's you, not you know really what I illegal. love? Is you can tell Hannity's pretty uncomfortable with his line of question because listen to some of these other questions coming up. But we'll, we'll let's try and get through the rest of it. I seem to remember her as a good girl. I seem oh to my remember god! That. Again with the that. good girl shit. I, I seem that. to remember her as a good girl. Patriarchy one hundred and one. She Thank wouldn't you. do that. She wouldn't do that with me, even if I wanted her to. What the fuck, man? What a fucking twisted, slack-jawed, yokel asshole, man. <laughs> I had a, some sort of knowledge of her parents, her mother, very in particular. If at at that easy. time in your life, let me ask you this. You do remember these girls. Would it be unusual for you as a 32-year-old guy to have dated a woman as young as 17? Uh, that would be a what 15-year difference or a girl 18. Do you remember dating girls that young at that time? Not generally, no. Not generally. Did, I, you know, I'm not going Thank to dispute anything, but I don't remember anything. Only four times, but you know, all the others they were mm. they were twenty. Oh my thing like that. But you don't specifically remember having any girlfriend that was in her late teens, even at that time. 
I don't remember that, and I don't remember ever dating any girl without the permission of her mother. And oh, my God. What is this? What is this? What thir man in his 30s dates a woman, even in the 70s? Uh, say, you, you say you're dating a woman who's in her 30s, maybe late. We'll say maybe she's 25. I'm, I'm going to make sure I get your mother's permission. Hold up a second, Chucky. You're asking for permission from a parent to date someone who is underage. No person asks somebody who's their same age or within, I don't know, uh, you know, a seven-year spread or something like that. Nobody's dating, not in the 70s. You're not even in the South. You're not asking people's mothers for permission. You're insane. This is, this, you're, it, he's admitting it. Anyway. And I think in her statement, she said that her mother actually encouraged her to go out with me. Well, actually, there was oh. there was one, a 14-year-old that was working as a Santa helper when you approached her and when she was 16 and her mother forbade her. Uh, that was the, the third case. Let me let me let me go back to Corfman for a minute here, because this is the issue here. Um, she gives specific instances where the first that you met her at the courthouse, you got her phone number, you talked to her on the on the phone and on that you drove you drove her 30 minutes from her house to the woods and where you lived and you kissed her and on a second visit you took off her shirt pants removed your clothes touched her bra underpants and she guided her hand to touch him over your underwear now those are specific charges she's making and i think you know obviously it's about a month away from this election campaign um, yeah. Are you staying? None of no, your is it your position? None of that ever happened. It never happened, and I don't even like hearing it because it never happened. And they're doing this a month away, four weeks away after forty years in public service. I've run five successful campaign or five campaigns, uh, statewide campaigns, three in the county. This has never been brought up. It has never been even mentioned. And all of a sudden, four weeks out, they're bringing it up. They're bringing it up because it's political. It's a direct attack on this campaign. And it involves a 14-year-old girl, which I would have never had any contact with. Bullshit. Nothing with her mother or any courthouse or anywhere else would I have done that. In fact, uh, her allegations contradict the whole behavior pattern that the other, other, the two of the young ladies even witnessed herself. You mentioned you'd oh never go out with any young girl. I assume you meant like when you were 32 at that time of your life, would you always ask the permission of the parent before you would take a girl out? Good question. Well, I mean, I'm saying that in their statements uh, that they made, these two young girls said their mothers actually encouraged them to uh, be friends with me. And, you know, oh that's what God. they said. I don't remember... I wasn't uh, privy to their conversation, but obviously we never had any uh, sexual activity. There was never anything like that, and the behavior was altogether appropriate, uh, according to them. Holy shit! Oh. Okay, that oh was God. a great question from Hannity, because he said, I always asked all the women I dated their mother's permission. And then he's like, well, no, that's what they said. Oh, you liar! You're such a filthy liar! I didn't catch that the first time around. Okay, I'm glad you caught it. Wow! He just forgot what he said! 
He forgot his his original lie there. Oh. Yeah. And I hate to do this to you guys, but we can't keep Pete waiting. <laughs> so we're going to talk about this with Pete on the show. So if you can, jot down a couple notes about what you're really pissed off about. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I almost feel like I should drop out of the show because, and I don't want to, but. No. I mean, poor Joe. Joe hasn't had a chance to talk much more than 30 seconds. Well, no, no. Joe, Joe has something he wants to say that he said after the clip. So, no, don't, don't, don't drop out of the show. No, it's going to happen. Don't worry. We'll, it, right. it, it, we'll, we'll, we'll balance this stuff out because I'm sure Pete's going to want to talk about this, but we'll, we'll let, after we get Pete on, we'll let, uh, we'll let Joe go. And then, uh, but anyway, yes, uh, Rain and Cat jot down some notes. Um, because this is, <laughs> this is crazy. I, I can't, so, I can't jot notes. Well, you ain't uh, dropping out, you ain't yeah. dropping out, honey. Well, you know, you'll remember stuff as Thanks, we, we keep talking cakes. about it, but there's, there's <laughs> really, cheeks. you know, and you know what? And Kat and Rain, you're both good girls. So I want you to remember that. Well, thank you. So, yeah. You're good girls. You're the good I'm girls. A good, I'm a good girl. Uh, and I'm going to ask you your like mother. I would rather be nice than good. I'm going to make sure I ask your mother's permissions before you come on the next show, okay? So, God damn God it. God damn it, yeah. I want to, you know, I really want to punch. punch Roy Moore in the nuts. Yeah. <laughs> I want to punch all over the place. Uh, anyway, let's go ahead and uh, hit the break, and when we come back, we'll get uh, P.S. Mueller on the program with us. So hang tight, everybody. We'll be right back. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. If you've got a chair, sit down. Relax, I, I'm not, I, got, I got some stuff to say here. Broadcasting live on Indie Media Weekly Radio. This is metal aficionado Kenny Pick. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, it's... Gods and Monsters. Gods of Metal and Monsters of Rock, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Brace yourselves for two big hours of hard rock and heavy metal, selected from my own personal music vault. You'll hear classics from the extended family trees of Black Sabbath, Deep Purple, and Kiss, heavy metal standards like Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, and Dio. You'll get a heap and helping of power metal, speed metal, thrash, melodic, glam, you name it, it's here. Except death metal and new metal. I do not like that stuff. You'll hear guitar virtuosos and shredders from the Leviathan and Shrapnel Records catalogs. Rare gems from the new wave of British heavy metal. Some guilty pleasures in the form of 80s hair metal. And rock and metal from around the globe. Gods and Monsters. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. And now, on with the show. Ah! Ah! Focus for maximum picture quality, and please adjust sound for maximum clarity. Yeah, hello, excuse me, thank you, um, some attention please. I've spent a great deal of time getting things ready for the show. No, no, keep going, keep going. I'm kind of curious as to how this works. Turn up the night with Kenny Pig. You know, I think it's going to do very well in the evening hours here. The greatest gift to mankind since Tutti Fruity Ice Cream. A viable and modern source for news and entertainment. Hey, gang, have I got an earful for you today. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. My mind is aglow with whirling, transient loads of thought. 
careening through a cosmic vapor of invention. In your heart, you know he's right, 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 right. And now, to the business at hand. We're all in this together. We got a show to do. Well, let's check it out. You can do it! Welcome back to the weekend edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pig, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com worldwide. And uh, very quickly, welcome back to Rain from Four Freedoms Blog in Washington, D.C. Hello. Hello. And Joe Santoris of Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Welcome back. Hi. And Kat from Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> uh, welcome back to you as well. Stop Roy Moore. Yes, there we go. And uh, last but certainly not least, uh, he is uh, coming up here on the Skype. Uh, hopefully, I hope, man, maybe this was, maybe he needed off tonight. I don't know, but I'm ringing him away. Um, let's see if P.S. Mueller joins us here in a moment if not i might have to check my email <laughs> uh so yes it mm, he's not answering we'll we'll uh we'll just uh let things go but now joe why don't you why don't you jump in and tell us what you were talking about the, about a, a, a racial component to um what was uh going on with roy moore not so much roy moore but the reaction to roy moore in alabama I heard some disturbing things that you did too, and for Rain and Cat, I'm sure. That um, even if these were true, one guy said, these allegations were true, I would still vote for Roy Moore. Mm hmm. Because I can't vote for that, for Doug, the Democrat. Yes. There is, they, they call it nicely tribalism on cable news. Mm -hmm. I call it out and out racism. Okay. The reason they won't vote for Democrats yeah. in Alabama is because yeah. the Democrats brought them the Civil Rights Act of 1964, the Voting Rights Act of 1964. Okay. It was Democrats who sent, uh, you know, and Republicans, for that matter, establishment Republicans, uh, sent sent troops in to, to enforce the law of the land. Um, sure. John Lewis. Mm-hmm. It was it was uh, it was it was Lyndon Johnson who I despised at the time, but who said when he signed the the Civil Rights Act, we lost the South for a generation. He was wrong; they lost it forever. And the reason That's they'll the stick with Roy Moore no matter what he does, yeah. no matter what he's accused of or what he's even proven, is because they can't stomach. To vote for the party that made black people equal to them. Well, and it's not just that. It's Doug Jones was the one who prosecuted the Klansmen who blew the girls up in the 16th Street Baptist Church. Right, right. Which, which intensifies their feeling. Yeah, I mean, Joe, that's it's really sad, the great point. What we're what we're facing is that we have we have a guy who prosecuted the KKK and yes. a pedophile and a pedophile and yeah I God damn it Alabama I have a very very good friend who's an incredible liberal and progressive down there and she lives in Huntsville and I don't wanna I don't wanna just smear all of Alabama because this is a good friend of mine. I know that we have good allies there, but there is something really wrong 
there's something really, really wrong when there are people who will vote for Roy Moore because of party. Regardless of the fact that he did, he did go after well, a 14 year old girl, a 16 year old girl. He went after teenagers when he was well into his early middle age. <laughs> I'm 50. I'm middle age. When you're 32, you're kind of getting to middle age. Accept it. It's okay. Sure. He's a pervert. And, and He's a disgusting man. And he doesn't believe in us- the Ten Commandments that he professes to believe in. Well, I, I just want to chime in real quick, Kat, and then I'll let you go. Um, uh, but um, uh, it looks like uh, Pete is having a family issue right now. I, I just went to his Facebook page, and obviously it says he might be gone on the 6th. He said he might be gone for the week. So uh, everybody, you know, if you want to go give him some positive thoughts on his post on his Facebook page, do that. And um, uh, and Pete, we love you. We're thinking about you, and um, we'll uh, we'll hopefully be talking to you soon. But anyway, uh, please, Cat, go ahead. Well, I was just going to point out that most of us here on the channel have a very good friend in Alabama, in Adam. Yeah. And I mean, through all of this, the last day and a half, I've just been thinking, God, Adam must be going out of his mind right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the friend that I was talking about is actually, it, it, she's lesbian. She lives in Alabama with her partner. They have a child. Yeah. I, 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 it's... Um, here's the thing. In case, and I said this in the chat, if if nobody has watched it, go to Netflix, I think it's on Netflix, and watch a documentary called 13th. And you'll see why, despite the fact that there are so many African Americans living in Alabama, most of them can't vote. They can't vote. Because of Jim Crow laws. And when I say Jim Crow laws, I'm talking Jim Crow 2.0. They can't vote. Yeah. They get arrested. They get arrested on the mine, you know, just like the stupidest reasons. They get thrown into county jail. They got a bailout. They have they have a criminal record. They can't vote. Yeah. So and you're so you were so right, Rain. You you made a a, a comment in the chat. <coughs> Whoop. Um, you made a comment in the in the chat room uh, that said, you know, th- this Roy Moore thing goes beyond politics. It it, it really does. It, it does. goes to the fabric of our society. You know, this, it does. I mean, I wrote about that yesterday. But go ahead, Ken. I'm sorry. No, I'm just saying what well, what you what you're saying. What what Joe says. Uh, you know what Cat's saying here. It it, it it's it transcends. You know, um. You know, party lines, politics, everything. It's really about just indecency that still exists and is ingrained in our society. And one side's willingness to just say, eh, whatever. He's our guy. Go ahead, Kat. But here's the... Uh, oh. Okay. I'm sorry. Well, I I was going to say one of the one of the big issues 
right now that a lot of the different groups on the left are fighting for is to uh, re-enfranchise people who've paid their debt and served their time for felony offenses. And <clears throat> those those uh, laws that have disenfranchised uh, convicted felons are a big reason why blacks, especially in the South, but to a degree in northern states as well, just don't have the political power that they ought to have. And it's part of the reason why the drug war has targeted them and Hispanics specifically, so that you can convict them on these stupid felony offenses and disenfranchise them. Well, here's the thing. If you, if, I know this is, you know, I've, I'm a person who says that all politics is, is local. And I believe that deeply. Yeah. Here in Virginia, Terry McAuliffe went out of his way to restore voting rights to people who served their time in jail. And he, he, he signed an executive order a couple of years ago. And he said, if you're out, you get voting rights back. And the Republicans here in the, in, in the state house said, you can't do that. And so what Terry McAuliffe did here in Virginia is he, every single person who got out of jail and was off probation, he had, he was forced to hand sign this guy, mm-hmm. Joe Schmo, you get to have your voting rights act. And he did that. And here in Virginia, we have, res- we, we have seen a restoration of voting rights to people who served yeah, in prison. There's no reason if you, if you if you are a felon and you serve your time, and you 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 know justice under our justice system should be done, and you should have you know all of your rights reinstated once you're out of prison, right? But that doesn't well, sadly that doesn't the, happen. You want to know the really sick and sad part though? There are people in places like Texas who are pushing for those felons who have served their time to get their second amendment rights back, but their voting rights, hell no. Yeah. Yeah. That's happening all around. Yeah. Okay, so, I'm just going to put yeah, this out I there. know it's Go happening particularly 13th. in Texas. Yeah. Go watch 13th. You'll understand what I'm saying. It's disgusting. I, I have watched it. I watched it about a year ago. <laughs> okay. Me too, cat. Me too, cat. Well, so you know what I'm talking about. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. So, uh, uh, Joe, uh, any any uh, any other thoughts on this? Uh, the Roy Moore situation. Now, now, uh, well, l- let me set this up a little bit because I- I'm predicting he's going to step aside. I could be wrong because I suck at being, you know, I'm I'm no crystal ball. I'm no soothsayer. I predict that he's going to face uh, enough pressure over the course of this weekend and next week that he is going to have to step down because his answers were so bad. I didn't predict that. That makes me feel even more hopeful that he'll step aside. But I honestly, at this point, Joe, think that it might almost be a mistake if he stepped aside, not for them, but for for, for us. If he, you know, because can you imagine, you remember how people had to defend Todd Aiken back in the day, the legitimate rape thing? This is Todd Aiken on fucking, 
you know, uh, uh, steroids and, and mass building supplements, <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I don't mean to laugh, but, you know, can you imagine imagine being a, a, a Senate Democrat or even a congressional Democrat when, when it comes up, you know, time for reelection and they're like, so Roy Moore. Yeah, I, I you teed that up really well for me. Oh, thank you. Because my only observation here, uh, besides what the the women said already, is that everybody's making a distinction. And, and you know, we disagree on yes. this point. Yeah, Roy Moore will not drop out of the race, in my opinion. Not only will he not drop out of the race, in my opinion, he will win handily. Although I did Senate. see a new poll where they're, they're neck and neck now, but go ahead. Yeah, I saw that, but uh, I don't believe it. Um, it's fake news. Um, here's why. There seems to be a, a tendency to make a distinction between the Republican Party in Alabama and the Republican Party on Capitol Hill mm-hmm. in Washington, D.C., uh, I, I noticed that the pundits are saying, well, it was swift retro, you know, repugnance and everything on Capitol Hill. No, it wasn't. No. No, it wasn't. There was no distinction at all. No. The only distinction was that the people in Alabama, for what they are, were more honest than the people on Capitol Hill. Yes. Who used the qualifier in every ret- uh, rebuke, used the qualifier if it. Yeah. It is true. Mm-hmm. Not now, only that, not only that, they use the same exact language verbatim. Every single one of them. Flake, Toomey, Purdue, McConnell. If these allegations are true, he should stand aside. But, Every but, statement yeah. said right, that. Right. But, but Joe's the, point, though, is... My point it, is that... The point is that there is nothing more to be proven here. The statute of limitations is over. There's not going to be a trial. There's not going to be any more evidence. There's not going to be any discovery. You either believe the five, the four women that came forward, or you believe him. You believe a description of an event from the victim who was so detailed that it sounds so credible, and then we have another man who doesn't remember anything. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so there's nothing more to be proven here. So the if it is true qualifier just tells me that when this guy gets to the Senate, you're going to accept him with open arms because he'll vote for your freaking tax reform bill, your tax cut. Yep. And and not only that, but the one point I think that it, you you said it, but I think it needs to be emphasized. What you said, at least the his peers in Alabama in the local government there, they're being honest and they're saying even if he did it, I won't vote for a Democrat. Right. So so right. They're, right. to to their to their credit, they're being honest. They're like, oh, I'll vote for a pedophile before I vote for a Democrat. Mm-hmm. It was. It was. It, let me tell you. It, the only man who who didn't put the qualifier there was John McCain. Yeah. 
who said, no, these charges are too serious. He should yeah. step aside now. Now. Not if, if it was proven, because there's no proving. And by the way, Mike Lupica, this morning on Morning Joe, had a great idea. If Roy Moore is so adamant that this never happened, and so adamant that he accused the Washington Post of defamation, sue them. Sue them, Roy Moore, because then we'll have a trial, and then we'll have discovery. And then we will get to the trial. Sue them. But I don't see Roy Moore bringing lawsuits against the Washington Post for defamation. No. Because he's afraid to. Because he's afraid well, to. for the same reason Trump isn't suing people like Summer Zervos, even though he threatened a year ago that he would. Exactly. That's exactly right. Yeah. They don't sue because then there's discovery. And then there's testimony under oath and then there's a trial and then we get to the bottom of it they Mm -hmm. don't sue because they know that they did this and another thing i heard somebody say have the accused have the women the accuser take a a a polygraph well you know there's four of them it's easier to have one guy take a polygraph and that would be roy moore thank you joe sure thank you well, and polygraphs are not terribly reliable anyway. No, I don't say that. Point, I, 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 I just say that the polygraph. Yeah, no, no, I just say that symbolic. Well, you know, and <laughs> we're, mean, we're at the it, point now where that's right. just about the only thing that can be done because of the statute of limitations. Well, so, actually, the, the, the one thing that could be done is Roy Moore could sue the, the Washington oh, Post. Yeah, he could sue the Washington Post, or he could sue. He could do what Trump does and threaten to uh, drag his accusers into court, um, you know, to, to silence them. Or he could pay him to shut up like Bill O'Reilly does, you know. Uh, <laughs> right. You know, I, I mean. The bottom it, line is that. No admission of guilt. No out. admission of guilt. Go ahead, Rain. These women came out, they told their story, and these women came out and told their story and said, I am battered by life. I'm, I'm not beautiful. And I'm going back to this because I think this is important. Mm-hmm. I am telling my story. <clears throat> the one woman who was 14 years old in that Washington Post article, she's working at a payday loan thing. She made it clear, look, man, I... I'm I'm battered. Yeah. My life is not pretty. And I have nothing to lose by telling my story. Yeah. And uh, and she doesn't. And the fact that Roy Moore is sitting there trying to say that she's a liar is disgusting. It's pathetic. And god damn it, especially after listening to the stuff that he said to Sean Hannity tonight. Her story is true. Oh, well, yeah. um, again, it also comes down to the same thing we saw with Cosby, the same thing we've seen with Weinstein, yep. the same thing we've seen with Louis C.K., where it's multiple women telling the story of somebody using the same M.O. over and over and over again. Yeah. But the point that I'm, I guess, Kat, I think, I mean, I hope you hear what I'm saying, that this woman, these women in the Roy Moore story, they're not like they're not the ones that are going to get some kind of Hollywood or DC, you know, 
press. But they don't have a big support well, network like have, somebody like, in Hollywood. They don't have somebody to represent them and to turn them around and make them look like something yeah. good. They don't have an Olivia Pope. I, I understand that, but the same is true for a lot of the women comics that Louis C.K. accosted. True. So we're That's agreeing. True. Yeah. Right. I mean, it, it shouldn't be about the class of the woman that's involved. No, it shouldn't I mean, be. I'm not saying. No, no, no. It's it, she's not saying that at all. It's it's it, you know. I think it goes more to the support network because even the you know, I, arguably, I would say even some of the women involved with Louis C.K. Not about their standing in life or anything. We're talking about you know just the simple fact that you know they they might have a greater voice in a, in a, a greater support network. That's what I'm getting out of this. You know, we're, that's, we're talking, that's kind of what I'm trying to say. Right. Well, but I, I don't want to just assume that some of these other women have these vast support networks. No, no, I'm not saying, I'm not I, saying that either. I'm just saying we, we shouldn't say try that. and quantify any victim and whatever their standing is or whatever. We're not trying to do that. We, we, what the, these women, you know, uh, who are talking about more, it's like, you know, they're, they're not, they didn't know, have a support network at all. Yeah. So maybe that's, that's why it's taken so long for this to build up. And this was initiated a long time ago too. Whereas more is like, Oh, this just was plucked out of thin air and just happened now. Well, I think maybe they felt a little emboldened because this investigation, okay. you know, this reporting has been going on for, uh, you know, the, the investigative journalism has been going on for a while. But I, I think that the, you I know, the, with the climate, with the climate that's going on now, I think that they they're like okay now we can do this because people will listen to us. But unfortunately, the hypocrisy is so thick uh, with conservatives. There's you know half the country immediately wants to just destroy them, whereas the the people in Hollywood you know it's like fuck I loved Louis C.K. now I fucking just can't even stand the sight of him. You know we don't we don't keep these people around. But anyway, I'm sorry. I, I, I think we're getting well, into a, a little but, bit too much of the semantics, I'm but go ahead. Go ahead. I, I'm still kind of hung up on the, the idea that just because somebody is from Hollywood or from the entertainment industry, that they have a support network and they have publicists. And there are people that Weinstein had abused 20 years ago that sat on it. Rose McGowan's story is 20 years old. Yeah. I, you know, it's it's something that isn't about class. It isn't about who no. you have around you. I think you might have misunderstood what I was saying, Kat. Well, anyway, I think, I think we're kind of getting into semantics at this point, and it is time. We got to do the Green News Report. So, uh, and, and we got to shift gears to, to get, we're going to have Michelle on because she wants to talk about Tom Stair, um, and his wonderful new ad, which I heard the other day while I was in the other room and I was like, what is this magnificent ad I'm hearing about impeaching <laughs> Trump? Uh, but no, let, let's just, you know, uh, 
I, I think there's just a bit of a disconnect with where we're going here, and I'm sorry if I if I, I muddled it because I think I, I think you are. I think I kind of muddled it, and I apologize for that. There's just my brain is full and exploding, and you know, and, and whatnot. But uh, but yeah, Mich- uh, Michelle uh, is going to come on. She wants to talk about Tom Steyer. We got name calling. Uh, Marnus uh, Joe pointed out we have a a, a birthday for Francie. And, um, yeah, but we do have the green news report to get to, and we're running a little bit long, but that's okay. It's a free for all almost on turn up tonight. Um, but, uh, yeah, let's go ahead and uh, hit the break and we'll be right back with lots more turn up the night right after this. Turn up the night with Kenny pick. So new and different. It won first prize at the international inventors exposition. Kennypick.com. It's Thursday, November 9, 2017. It's a move that would leave the U.S. completely isolated when it comes to the question of climate change. Syria joins U.N. Paris Climate Agreement, leaving U.S. alone in climate denial. Our businesses want people to know in the global community that uh, the Trump administration doesn't speak for them. But U.S. cities, states, and businesses are picking up the slack. Tuesday's election may result in a big blue wall of climate action on the U.S. West Coast. Plus, there's no good squabbling over who is responsible or who should pay. Each country has to contribute. The ozone hole is now the smallest on record, thanks to a global climate treaty. All of those stories and more straight ahead. From Bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. The development comes as France confirms it has not invited the U.S. president to a climate summit in December. I guess the bromance between Donald Trump and French President Emmanuel Macron is fini. This is your Green News Report. Okay, Desi Doyen, the big off-year election on Tuesday wasn't just good news for Democrats. It might actually turn out to be good news for the planet. Yes, indeed. Election Day on Tuesday was a victory for a very diverse slate of pro-environment progressive candidates winning state and local offices around the country, particularly in Washington state, where Democrats won a special election, now giving them majorities in both state chambers, joining California and Oregon as states with both a Democratic governor and Democratic majorities in both houses. A big blue wall in the West that could be good news for state-level climate action. Seattle Times reports that Washington's Democratic Governor Jay Inslee now plans an ambitious climate agenda. He will now be able to do that because that agenda had been blocked by a one-seat Republican majority in the state Senate. And that's over, all the way from the Canadian border down to Mexico on the West Coast. And then there was one. At the latest round of United Nations climate talks now underway in Bonn, Germany, Syria announced it will sign on to the Paris Climate Agreement to reduce carbon emissions, leaving the United States as the only nation on the planet to reject the accord, after U.S. President Donald Trump announced his intention to withdraw the United States in 2019. Further isolating Trump, France has announced it is not inviting the U.S. president to a climate summit in Paris. Paris in December. Oh, sad. But UN observers say China seems to be delighted to take over the leadership position. Of course they are. So much winning. 
At the same time, a coalition of U.S. governors, mayors, and CEOs are also now at the climate talks in Bonn as part of the We Are Still In coalition. Coalition member and Massachusetts State Representative Jennifer Benson, in an interview with WGBH Boston, says their goal is to show that the U.S. is making progress in spite of the administration. We can go and show the world that, yes, we are still engaged, we're still in this fight, we believe this is an issue, and even if we have to do it on a state-by-state basis, we're still going to continue to work. Meanwhile, President Trump himself is in Asia, and in a formal address to the South Korean parliament, he cited lack of electricity to criticize the North Korean regime's failure to provide for its people. Families live in homes without plumbing. And fewer than half have electricity. I think I see where you're going here. Yeah, that's still more than families get in Puerto Rico as of Thursday. Seven weeks after Hurricane Maria hit the U.S. island territory, 60% of Puerto Ricans still lack electricity. But in better news, 85% of Puerto Ricans now have access to clean drinking water. But a boil water advisory remains in effect for the entire island. Puerto Rico's Bankruptcy Oversight Board has asked Congress this week for $21 billion in aid to fund basic government services. In Texas, in the wake of Hurricane Harvey, officials have asked Congress this week for funding to buy out thousands of the area's most flood-prone properties, the largest home buyout in U.S. history. But it might be a tough sell with Republicans focused on their $1.5 trillion tax cut bill. Finally, some good news. NASA has announced this week that the Earth's ozone hole this year shrunk to the smallest annual size on record since 1988. That was thanks to the world's first global climate treaty, the Montreal Protocol, which phased out the use of man-made chemicals that were destroying the planet's protective ozone layer. That was led by conservatives President Ronald Reagan and British Prime Minister Margaret Thatcher and shows that the world can join together to solve problems and success. Yes, global treaties work, unless we just pretend that they don't. For much more on all of those stories and the ones we couldn't get to today, please check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Don't forget you can download our reports anytime via Stitcher, TuneIn, or iTunes. Find us, follow us, and share us worldwide on the Facebooks and the Twitters at Green News Report. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyne. And this has been your Green News Report. This is Kenny Pick on Turn Up the Night. I've loved you from the first time I heard your voice. You use your tongue prettier in a $20 hole. You're like a word genius, and everything I say, <laughs> you twist it around and make me look dumb. I like the way he talks. Mm-hmm. Do you really think that people don't know the things that I say? At IndieMediaWeekly.com. He even talks honky. <laughs> no, that's not honky, that's cat. That's a cat getting brushed. Anyway, welcome back to the program uh, to uh, Joe Santoris of Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. That's that's a great impression of me. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
And uh, also, welcome back, Kat uh, from Columbus, Ohio, my sister from another mister. Uh, thank you for joining us uh, on the program tonight. You're welcome, Kenny. And last but not least, Rain, our girl Friday, are you ready to uh, do some name calling? Hello, Rain. Do we have you back? Are you unmuted? Crap. Crap. I am ready. <laughs> All right. Let's go ahead and jingle fire. I love it when it rains. For your pleasure, it's rain from fourfreedomsblog.com. Excellent. She never failed me before. Honey, you got to give it away to keep it. You can't just hold on to this. Attractive, hot, beautiful. We're talking about the same thing here. You want to mess around? Here comes the rain again. The greatest source of energy known to womankind. All right. All right, let's get straight to the biscuits. All right, who do we have in Chatland tonight? Well, I am I am informed that Balua is eating biscuits. Biscuit. So we have Balua. We have Prinster, We have France. <laughs> that, that just never gets old Biscuit. to me. Of course not. God, I love that. So we have Balua. We have Clinster. We have Francie. We have Jay Collie. We have Cat. We have Kenny Pick. We have Loon in Long Island. We have Marnus. We have Meow Goodness. Michelle in South Florida. Miles in South Florida. Moonmare. Peter in San Francisco. Myself. Sandy in Durwood. Scoopster in Rhode Island. Theo. Tim Cormo. And Trojan Rabbit. Look at that. Lots of great biscuits. And, you know, I wonder what kind of biscuits are out there in the chat. Let's see if Brina Palenci can answer that question. I just, I need to know what you offer in the way of biscuits. Like, is it buttermilk or do you have cheddar biscuits, garlic biscuits, maybe some rosemary? Just, I just need to know what kind of biscuits you offer at your establishment. Kenny Pick Sr.'s taking the night off. Where are you, Dad? What's going on? Where is Dad? I know. I was waiting for him. Okay? I was like, uh, yeah, he's fine. He was posting earlier on Facebook. He probably just conked out early. You know, daylight savings time, cold weather, and all that stuff. He's probably huddled up in a big pile of blankets and just snooze sawing logs. Tell you what, this year, daylight savings time ending, it's kicking my ass this oh, year. Oh, same here. Same here. Yeah. Like, I've never I've never felt it this hard before. But Well, it probably didn't help that I had that big ass party on daylight savings time and drank for an extra hour. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh my magnificent magical punch in a pumpkin. Punchkin. Uh so anyway, all right, let's go ahead and uh we'll we'll start early uh oh no no no, birthdays, birthdays. We have at least one. Well, I What's that? What were you going to say? No, I'm just, I'm looking at it. I'm looking at the birthday because what I got from Francie was birthday and oh. me and Michael. Oh, yeah. I got to play. I got to play. Francie and Michael will be married parents. 29 years on Sunday. Yeah, that's right. Erica. This Sunday, think, Sunday, Sunday. One day only. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think Erica. I think Erica is the birthday banger, which was her yeah. flower girl. Well, let's let's do uh, uh, let's do the birth uh, or the the happy anniversary first because that's exciting that I get to play this. You know, this Sunday, 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 one day only. Oh, happy anniversary! 
anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary, pour a cheerful toast and fill it, happy anniversary, but be careful you don't spill it, happy anniversary, oh, happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary. Happy anniversary, Francie and Michael. Have a wonderful day. That's that's going to be amazing. 29 years. That's a, that's that's unbelievable. So uh, yes. Susan and I will hit 20 next year. So. Oh my God. Yeah. It's awesome too. Yeah. So I gotta I gotta really do I gotta really pull something out for next year. So. <laughs> <laughs> not Roy Moore and his tiny pistol. Not like that. Uh, so. <laughs> Uh, especially uh. no children will be involved either that's for certain so unless i'm making blue milk for my nephew uh because that was a really funny story like uh my nephew jacob came up to me at Thanksgiving uh the other day and i probably told this story already but he's like uncle ken can i have something to drink and i was like of course you can what do you want he's like do you have any milk I was like, nobody has ever asked me for a glass of milk. So, yes, I have milk for you. And I was like, do you like skim milk? And he's like, what's skim milk? And Karen, his mom, says, it's like milk with some water added to it. <laughs> and I like I like making my mashed potatoes with skim milk because I add sour cream in it. The whole milk makes them a little too too rich, I think. But So I poured him some, and he, and he liked it. And then he was like, yeah, I want more. And so I gave him more, and he's like, "Can you make it green?" And I was like, "Of course, I'm, of course, I can make it green. I don't want you to have that milk unless it's green. Let's make it green right now. If we're gonna do this, we're gonna do it right. Green milk." And then I made him blue milk from Star Wars later too. That was fun. So, but anyway, and and I especially liked giving him as much milk as he wanted to drink because he was running around outside with it. I was like, "Yes, drink any kind of food coloring beverage you would like outside." <laughs> So <laughs> magnificent run like the wind you can yeah so you can run with that so um anyway let's go ahead and uh get to birthdays also for francie do we have another uh, birthday other than uh, the one for francie or uh, are we uh i think it was erica i don't know i think it was Anybody? her niece niece erica yeah, yeah. The, will be 31 and it was the flower girl okay do i have that right francie Yes, I think so. Um, oh, look, Jules K. Frazier just joined us in the chat. So, uh, Adam, you yeah, here too. That's what's in the note in the uh, production chat that Rain put in there. Yeah, Erica's, that's the note that uh, Francie put up earlier. And uh, yeah. I was a little confused, but I think it's her niece. I think her name's Erica, and I think it's 31. Yes, her you are correct. Eldest- Eldest niece and goddaughter Erica. It's her thirty-first birthday let's today. Just, let's just give the Erica. There here's you your Eric. birthday, Baina. A greeting from <laughs> former Speaker of the House, so John Baina, the orange one who smokes cigarettes and drinks Merlot. This is your birthday song. It doesn't last too long. All right. Oh, 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 I forgot this. Oh. Thank you. Thank you, all dear friends, for coming to my birthday. And Francie, um, have a great anniversary this Sunday. This Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. One day only. Kids 12 and under get a free Bigfoot mug. So. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's how it's, it, she does her anniversaries right. Um, so, <laughs> all right, let's go ahead and uh, get Michelle on reverse call in here. Uh, let me see. Should uh, should have done that while I was playing a jingle, but that's okay. Here we go. Reverse call in. Hello. All right, uh, here we go. Um, oh, oh, still still ringing away, Michelle. Hello. Hello. Welcome to I had Reverse to turn Call. Alexa off. Oh, Alexa, turn yes. on. <laughs> Alexa, awaken. Hey, that's devious. Come to life, Alexa. <laughs> you should hear the commercials on the TV. They do it all the time. They turn her on. It's it's insane. Alexa, Google pink sock. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Bad, bad Don't say man. that too loud. I'm an asshole. Alexa very close to this this uh, this microphone. <laughs> you have an Alexa uh, too? Yeah, yeah. Uh, my wife my makes it sing to her in the morning because I won't. Oh I'm man. So, but yes, that's right. You're you're right, Michelle. Kenny Pick is a bad, bad, bad man. Yes, he is. Yeah. All right, well, say hi to everybody, uh, Michelle. Hey, Rain. Hey, Joe. Hi, Kat. Hi. Hello, darling. Hello. Hello. <laughs> All right. Uh, so you wanted to call in tonight, or reverse call in, I should say, and talk yes. about a magnificent new ad that I, I did, a, like, the Scooby-Doo the other day when I heard on the TV. And if you would like, I, I, it, the volume isn't going to be that great, but I can play the video on YouTube uh, so everybody can hear it. Would you, oh, would you please do. like me to set it up? Yes. So uh, this is an ad by um, philanthropist, environmentalist, billionaire Tom Steyer. And the video is called, uh, uh, wait, wait a minute, is it the, um, oh, shucks. When did this one come out? My wife out? has a name. My, my wife <laughs> has a name for it. It's Impeach the Bastard. Yes, it's great. All right. So uh, is it the Join Us ad? Is that what it is? I, um, all I know is it's the need to impeach, but I don't Let, know. Let's see I, if this I haven't is watched it. it on YouTube. He's brought us to yeah, the that's brink the, of uh, nuclear war. Here it is. Obstructed justice at the FBI. And in direct violation of the Constitution, he's taken money from foreign governments and threatened to shut down news organizations that report the truth. If that isn't a case for impeaching and removing a dangerous president, then what has our government become? I'm Tom Steyer, and like you, I'm a citizen who knows it's up to us to do something. It's why I'm funding this effort to raise our voices together and demand that elected officials take a stand on impeachment. A Republican Congress once impeached a president for far less. Yet today, people in Congress and his own administration know that this president is a clear and present danger, who's mentally unstable and armed with nuclear weapons. And they do nothing. Join us and tell your member of Congress that they have a moral responsibility to stop doing what's political and start doing what's right. Our country depends on it. And that's Tom St Stare, stare, uh, or, yes. or stare, stare. Is that what he said? I don't know. Um, but uh, he just doubled down. He promised ten million dollars to help the impeachment effort, but now he's doubled down and says he's going to pledge twenty million dollars to help impeach Trump. 
Yep. So, all right, and, Michelle, go ahead. Oh, um, he actually had paid for uh, a couple weeks in advance for this uh, um, ad, especially on Fox. And Fox ran it for a little bit, and then they decided not to run it anymore after he had re-upped the campaign, saying that because of, vo- because of uh, audience feedback, they did not feel uh, comfortable running the ad anymore. I think Fox is tucking their tail between their legs and running away like crying little babies. Don't you? Oh, is, is, <laughs> it, is it too much for them? Is it, oh, it, yeah. Oh, my goodness. It, it could very well be too much uh, for them. It's this. too much. <laughs> it, may, it might be a little stupid, too. No, it's stupid. <laughs> there you go. But I, I love the whole idea. I actually just first uh, recently saw the ad run on commercial TV. I was watching TBS, and um, it was it was running. And I'm like, oh my God, Miles, you have to come see this. So he paused his game. He ran in here and watched it, and he was blown away. So I'm just I'm stoked about this. This guy has the money to do it, and he's putting his money where his mouth is. You know, mm. he's you know he's a progressive guy. He's an environmentalist. You know, a philanthropist. You know, even though he did make his money in hedge funds, I he's using it for the greater good, as far as I'm concerned at this point. I have to confess, my wife has a huge crush on this guy. <laughs> oh, <really? laughs> yes. <laughs> I have to leave the room every time he comes on. <laughs> is, is is he her hall pass? Uh, maybe. <laughs> oh, she loves him. She goes, oh, I like him. <laughs> he talks nice. <laughs> yes. Yes, he has a nice voice. He, he presents it well. I mean, it's such a great, it's a great commercial. Although <laughs> Fox, uh, Fox broke his contract. <laughs> yeah, they did. Yes. Yeah, they busted his contract right up. Mm. Well, I, I will I will say uh, Barb's right there. I like the way he talks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, not only that, but he's using the money he made in the capitalist system to come up against a greater grievance against our, you know, our country as a whole. And Fox doesn't like that because Fox, you know, the other corporate people think, you know, this guy is is a loon, you know, because, you know, he's not working for his own self-interest. Right. I think it goes against the, uh, the, the also Fox's, I didn't like it because it goes against the narrative that all liberals are socialists. Yep. You know, and here's a guy that's a hedge fund manager and uh you don't get more capitalistic than that no you don't but oh, I, I i think uh, just real quick I, I just want to give i just want to give everybody an update on kenny pick senior i texted him to see if everything was cool and he's like just a headache not feeling well sinus problems so i was kind of right not daylight saving sign but i think the weather changed because oh my sinuses have been going bonkers because it's freezing here right now i mean literally mm-hmm. freezing so uh but anyway uh, michelle here. yeah michelle go ahead um, what I'm saying, I want to say about this commercial is it. The production values are beautiful. I mean, the 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 the, the clips he has, the voiceover, the even the part where he's sitting, you know, you know, talking directly to the camera. Mm-hmm. He did. He did not spare any expense in making this a commercial. That did it not look like you know, like Big L's car uh, used car you know salesman type commercials or yeah. you know wailing flailing you know inflatable man commercials so yeah. he did a beautiful job on it it's and like i'm impressed it's like magic talk it's like magic talk yeah 
<laughs> so <laughs> I was looking for every dumb clip I can play for that. So, <laughs> um, but go ahead. People like like him, like Jackie Schechner and Rob Reiner and all of them with their you know Russian um, investigation website. It's people like them that are trying to keep this, you know, in our public eye. And if somebody with that much money can put these commercials out there where people are going to see them. I mean, this was on TBS. I guess, yeah, it's still it's still higher cable, but mm-hmm. it's still out there. And the ones TBS that were on Fox were cable. out there. Oh, that is? TBS is? Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. Don't be sorry. I'm just putting that out there. <laughs> okay, oh, no, I didn't no. realize it was. I know it used to be. I didn't know if it was still considered because it's like low. I think the fact that this ad is on basic cable is important. Okay. Yes. Well, and and remember, TBS is owned by Time Warner, and the uh, FCC has just basically uh, scuttled the um, Time Warner AT&T merger. Because of their vendetta against uh, CNN. CNN. Yep. They told them they had to sell CNN if they wanted to, oh. you know, get this w- merger go- to go through. Yep. Yeah, but they allowed, um, the same FCC has allowed uh, Sinclair Broadcasting to go over their maximum limit on stations. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ooh. And that was okay. Ooh, Why? Why was that? that? Oh, Why? Yeah, why was that? Why why was Sinclair allowed to do that? And that's that so weird. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, mm. Mm. strange, funny that. I, I I have no idea. Uh, uh, enlighten me, please. Fake we'll news. That's why Wikipedia. fake news. I told the Justice <laughs> Department they're fake news. Nobody stop. Nobody stop. Yep. <laughs> I'm gonna but, say fake penises. By oh, the <laughs> oh, see you. Oh, Yay. she stole your what? she stole your reverse calling thunder there. Don't Nice. Um, That's okay. I can say. I will say it. Penis. 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 Oh man! It is five (laughs) times more. Mm, I'm gonna have to play the. uh, Yeah, there we go. I gotta. I gotta play this now. There you go. Don't say penis. 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 Penis in this house. There you go. (laughs) Oh, by the way, um, uh, uh, sorry, Michelle. Uh, no, I, I want. I just want to bring up one one uh, story before I forget about it. Did anybody happen to see uh, uh, Trump and Shinzo Abe uh, were golfing, and uh, there was like a what do they call it? The oh Joe, I don't know if or, or maybe Cat. You might know this. What what is it? The the uh, oh man, it, he fell in like not a sand trap, but he fell in this certain part of the golf course. And it was amazing. He totally fell backwards, tumbled, <laughs> and then boom, was butt back on his feet. And then, you know, walking up the hill, you know, before anybody could even run towards him and get it, get you know, and help him up. Could you imagine if Trump fell backwards in like some kind of sand trap or something like that? It, I mean... <laughs> It's either they it would they would be Operation Dumbo Drop to get him up because he'd be wriggling around <laughs> like a turtle on his back, or they just say "fuck it, get the bulldozer, bury him." So <laughs> I just had, I just had to go for that because. Uh, but Shinzo Abe, seriously, 
like a mother loving ninja. He was on his foot. He, he like the the video. He falls backwards and he's like, "Oh, huh, I'm up." It was incredible. And he's got to be in his sixties at least, right? Yeah, but he's not orange, and uh, and he's, he's not a, a much better diet. He's nimble. <laughs> he's nimble. A better diet? He's not no. Made it down by a are you what? Fried chicken what are you saying? Meal, the you know? KFC famous bowl is chock full of grease and starch and fat. <laughs> that's a. That's, that's all you need. That's, that's the whole food blob pyramid. That's right. Does not improve your reflexes. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, every once in a while, like a blob into every, the sand trap. Every once in a while, there's a well, there's a, for, a there's a kernel of corn in one of those KFC famous bowls. Go ahead, Kat. First, first of all, Abe is 63 years old. Okay. So, so you were right. He's over 60. From the image that I could find, it does look like he fell back into a sand trap. He might have been trying to climb out of a... Some traps have like a really steep um, yeah. front. I think and that's he exactly might have been what trying, happened. Trying to climb out and his he slipped and fell back. And apparently Trump didn't even notice that he fell. Well, you know... Honestly, he just he jumped right back on his feet, which was just amazing. But like I said, if that happens to Trump, everybody just get the get the bulldozer and just cover him up. Yeah. <laughs> might, I'm sorry, he might cause a tsunami in Hawaii. Is that <laughs> is that ludicrous enough? in Japan. Is that ludicrous enough that people won't like say that I'm wishing death on Trump? <laughs> No, it's yeah. not death. I, didn't you bury bury yourself in sand when you were a kid at the shore? Yeah, yeah. You know, just yeah. don't cover his head. So don't it, cover his head. But you know, his little no, hands no. won't be able to dig himself give out. Him a, give him a little straw to breathe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, oh my God! Oh, a uh, sand snorkel. A <laughs> yeah. sand snorkel. Oh, that's a laugh we needed. Go the ahead, only problem go ahead. is somebody might think he's a beached whale and try to push him back out to sea. <laughs> this is true. This is true. The rare orange back whale. So, yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> All I'm right, saying, Michelle, go you, ahead. You don't. You don't want to pollute the golf course. I mean, this that stuff true. gets into the groundwater. It's it's really nasty. So In the ocean. No, yeah. Don't do that. Oh yeah, yeah, all that spray tan will leach right into the water supply. Oh, um, yeah. So, <laughs> uh, I just have uh, a big Greenpeace uh, coming yeah. up with a crew and watering them down. And all right. Well, I think I think we're 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 probably moved uh, far enough away from the um, the um, Roy Moore stuff that we're we're going to talk about some other stuff after the break, especially our big uh, metal news. Cat and I have a big awesome metal story to talk about with audio to back it up. Um, and, uh, uh, but Michelle, if you want to stick around for the last hour, you're more than welcome to, we're going to be doing some mad libs and stuff. Uh, and I'd be happy to. we might talk a couple Trump Russia stories, rain Joe, if you want to get on, on that and look up some of the, the more interesting little tidbits. Oh, there's that whole, um, uh, 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 what call it? Uh, Oh, the the God! Why can I never remember the name? GPS. The I always forget the first word of the of the company. Fusion. Uh, fusion GPS. Fusion. Yeah, fusion, fusion. GPS. Fusion. Oh, there's some interesting stuff about that with Republicans and 
Oh, Julian Assange news, too, and the Hillary emails and everything. Oh, my goodness. The Mueller investigation is uncovering so much dirt. It's incredible. Mm. So, um, anyway, uh, <laughs> let's go ahead and uh, hit the break. But, yes, big, amazing metal news and transgender news after the break. This is so exciting. This is so in my wheelhouse and so in every... It, 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 I love it. I love it so much. Um, uh, but, yeah, let's go ahead and uh, run to the break, and I'll tell you what we're so goddamn excited about here on the program right after this. <laughs> The only time I think I've ever been able to understand myself was on... Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Then things were really clear. This is metal aficionado Kenny Pick. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, it's... Gods and Monsters. Gods of Metal and Monsters of Rock, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Brace yourselves for two big hours of hard rock and heavy metal, selected from my own personal music vault. You'll hear classics from the extended family trees of Black Sabbath, Deep Purple, and Kiss, heavy metal standards like Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, and Dio. You'll get a heap and helping of power metal, speed metal, thrash, melodic, glam, you name it, it's here. Except death metal and new metal. I do not like that stuff. You'll hear guitar virtuosos and shredders from the Leviathan and Shrapnel Records catalogs. Rare gems from the new wave of British heavy metal, some guilty pleasures in the form of 80s hair metal, and rock and metal from around the globe. Gods and Monsters. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. And now, on with the show. This is for maximum picture quality, and please adjust sound for maximum clarity. Yeah, hello, excuse me, thank you, um, some attention please. I've spent a great deal of time getting things ready for the show. No, no, keep going, keep going. I'm kind of curious as to how this works. Turn up the night with Kenny Pig. You know, I think it's going to do very well in the evening hours here. The greatest gift to mankind since Tutti Fruity ice cream. A viable and modern source for news and entertainment. Hey, gang, have I got an earful for you today. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. My mind is aglow with whirling transient loads of thought, careening through a cosmic vapor of invention. In your heart, you know he's right, 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 right. And now, to the business at hand. We're all in this together. We got a show to do. Well, let's check it out. You can do it! All right, welcome back to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, the weekend edition broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com Worldwide. Rain, you're not feeling good? You want to take off? You still there? Or, or I think maybe she's uh, she's uh, still muted, but she's not feeling good. But Rain, we love you. Feel better, uh, and and we'll talk to you on Tuesday. Are you there? Or no? Okay. So uh, anyway, so she's not feeling good, uh, but uh, uh, you know we, we'll uh, we'll we'll talk this weekend. Uh, hang in there and um, and be well. Uh, and tell Bobber we said hi. Uh, but yeah, so welcome back, uh, Joe Santorsa, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Welcome back, sir. I miss Rain already. I do too. She's a she, What's she's going good, on? she's a good girl. Um, she is. No, she she says she she's been having uh, she she's not feeling right, so it's okay. okay. I mean, the weather change and the the daylight savings time. It's it's I think it's affecting everybody 
in different ways so uh no worries at all rain feel better we we love you and uh of course uh uh cat from columbus ohio my sister from another mr boy do we have a segment coming up <laughs> actually something positive and bright to light up this darkness yeah and awesome and fun and amazing and the best of both worlds all coming together and of course uh, last but certainly not least uh, michelle lagon port st lucie florida half of the dynamic duo known as miles and michelle that can be heard every saturday 7 to 10 p.m eastern on mike check radio welcome back Thank you very much, and I'm glad to stick around. And I hope, Rain, I hope you feel better. Sorry. Yeah, uh, you know, again, this, uh, you know, like I said, I just, uh, you know, got the text back from Dad. He's got the sinus issues. I woke, you know, this morning, I was hacking and coughing and, you know, ugh, it's terrible. You know, sinuses in my family, not so good. And, uh, uh, but, but anywho... Uh, yeah, so welcome back. And, um, uh, I, I, you know, I think maybe, Cat, this, this might fall under gods and monsters territory. Uh, so maybe, maybe I'll, uh, I'll play a, a gods and monsters uh, bumper here uh, to get things going. Here we go. Gods and monsters. Satanism, headbanging, drug abuse, and obscene lyrics. Indie Media Weekly, extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. All right. Well, Cat, I will not hog the glory on this one, even though I really want to as a metalhead. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, so, uh, please. This, this person on their Twitter bio does identify themselves as a journalist and a metal vocalist before they identify themselves as delegate elect district 13 virginia house of delegates Mm. so this has a little something to do with what happened on tuesday in virginia (laughs) oh yes this is really amazing this is really amazing because not only uh does virginia have their very first uh state legislator who is is transgender and uh, and again what did uh, uh danica rome run on infrastructure mother lovers she ran on infrastructure and won against the bigot who dis- who authored virginia's bathroom bill incredible yeah, incredible she did. Mm-hmm. and called himself Virginia's, uh, what did he call himself? Virginia's uh, number one homophobe. Chief homophobe, right. Proudly, proudly called himself. Proudly, proudly. Virginia's chief homophobe. And now, and you know what was even even great, uh, even better, like, uh, I forget whose show. I think it was on Lawrence O'Donnell's show. Um I'm not sure. It was an MSNBC show, I believe. But they they called Danica after her win, and uh, on Tuesday, and I heard this conversation. And uh, when asked about the chief homophobe, um, she said, "You know what? He's one of my constituents now, and it's my policy not to badmouth my constituents." <laughs> oh, oh, oh! That's beautiful. <laughs> Goes the dynamite. 
Oh. <laughs> and then after he refused to use female pronouns when talking about her and refused to use her name. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I know. And she just, I mean, if there's, is there, uh, obviously there must be a road above the high road. That was like the transcendental road, you know, that she took. <laughs> that was uh, karma on steroids, is what oh she called that. <laughs> and the thing is, the thing is, it was such, such a diplomatic thing to say that you almost felt, it, it was so diplomatic and so, so just perfect and in polite and in cordial that it, it was better than the worst insult she could have said about him yeah yeah I'll, that I'll, is that is what they down south call killing with kindness oh and boy yep. boy oh boy uh <laughs> it, that was cremated with kindness right there <laughs> <laughs> that was yeah, all, all I can say is the universe not only slapped him in the face, it told him to bend over and touch his toes. Oh, my. And that makes me happy. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. You know what I think that might have been, Kat? I think that might have been what you call a Hawaiian sucker punch. <laughs> and I don't know if anybody knows what that means because, well, well, well Kat teased this. Um, uh, Danica Rome, uh, uh, you know, put one of, for you know, almost first and foremost metal vocalist is that what she used metal singer and metal vocalist metal vocalist <clears throat> metal vocalist because she is in a band and by the way i was so giddy because i saw the videos uh, uh, i think cat cat and rain um both shared videos for um danica rome's band and i watched the videos and i was like Wow, that's pretty good, but you know, it, it was it, you know, it the it was just a crappy cell phone video. So I started doing a little bit of research and by the way, <laughs> her ba her band's name is called Cab Ride Home. And they are a thrash metal band. They they're classified on Oh, and uh, I love this too cuz they're they're in Encyclopedia Metallium, which is a website I use all the time. To you know, do research on discographies and band members and stuff like that. They're classified on um, Encyclopedia Metallium as thrash and groove metal. I don't hear the groove metal, and I'm glad because I, groove metal to me is kind of like Pantera, and I don't really like them mainly because Phil Anselmo is a white supremacist. Um, but uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, the Cab Ride Home is an amazing thrash metal band and i found their band camp website last night and i i ordered the cd of their full album which also came with a digital download and they also had uh two three song eps which i purchased and one seven song kind of mini album which i also purchased and that added up to about um 23 or 24 songs that are all now in the rotation for Gods and Monsters on Indie Midi Weekly. And oh, very cool. Tonight on The Night Show, I'm going to be featuring a bunch of Cab Ride Home songs. 
Uh, I'll start the show with one of their songs. And also, uh, the another part of the theme tonight is I've been waxing nostalgic, uh, and I'm going to be playing a bunch of uh, my songs from my favorite albums that came out in 1987. So it's going to be like 30 years later and snapshot from Kenny Pick's life. Um, and by the way, I just put on Facebook, Dad just shared, uh, sent me a picture Oh, it's not there yet. I don't know. I don't know why that happens on Facebook. But uh, uh, Dad, uh, I'll, I'll post it in a minute. But uh, Dad just sent a picture of me, uh, my lanky, uh, like, 16 or 17-year-old metal self uh, uh, sitting on the bench in the backyard in a Led Zeppelin t-shirt from roughly 87. But, yeah, I'm going to be playing a bunch of the stuff from that came out in 1987 and sprinkled in a bunch of Cab Ride Home. And I did send, I, I, I tried to contact the band through their band camp uh, email address to see if I could get permission to play their songs on the show. I'm not going to be pushy and say, well, I want an interview with Danica now, you know, uh, because obviously she has a lot of work she's going to be getting ready to do. <laughs> um, yeah. And, you know, I, I, I'll, I'll interview the band. I'll feature the band however they want. But I want to try and get artists permission because they were unsigned. I want to get artist permission to see if I can play their music on the show proper and leave it in the podcast. So because they're unsigned, um, I'm not going to do this. I'm, I, I urge everybody, please go find Cab Ride Home on Bandcamp and buy all their stuff. Um, but uh, I'm going to play everybody about one minute of... Hawaiian Sucker Punch by Cab Ride Home. And and by the way, Cat, did you catch in their description? They're like the they're like a drunk themed uh uh thrash band. Uh, I mean Cab Ride Home kind of says it. <laughs> but they they a lot of their songs are about drinking and having fun. So and um I don't did did you catch that, Cat? Cat, are you there? Hey, what uh -oh. happened? Oh, okay. Uh, sorry, I was on <laughs> mute because I've been having some phlegm issues. Tonight. Oh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> there you go. But yeah, so you caught, they, they kind of, I mean, because their their album names like have some really awesome titles. Uh, the uh, Let me see. Um, uh, You're All a Bunch of Drunks is one of their EP names. Um, Intoxicated Massacre. <laughs> It's is the name of another one. And I think Crash the Gate is their full album, which has songs like The Barstool Memoirs, Volume 1, uh, Sobriacide. Uh, let me see. This is the one that has Hawaiian Sucker Punch and um, Alka, uh, Alkophobia. <laughs> and uh, so it seems like they're very tongue-in-cheek about the, the, the alcohol stuff. Almost like they're... I don't know. It... I really have to kind of absorb their lyrics, but anyway, um, are we ready for Hawaiian Sucker Punch? Sure. All right, this is it, and the sound quality is really good from these recordings too. Uh, so here we go. This is it, and by the way, everybody, this is heavy shit. It's really heavy, uh, but you know, it's not like death metal heavy, but it's thrash metal heavy, and thrash metal is like. Almost my heaviest cutoff. I, I go a little beyond thrash metal, but I don't go quite full death metal. So here you go. Cab Ride Home with Danica Rome, lead vocals, Hawaiian Sucker Punch. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
Away that because that's like over two minutes right there. So we had the big musical <laughs> breakdown in the beginning. That is so amazing. That is so incredible. Yeah, it brings back memories. <laughs> oh yeah, that's that's quality stuff there. But yeah, you know, uh, I, I, I I this is right in my wheelhouse. Um, I, I don't know. I, I think I want everybody's thoughts here. Uh, Cat, I, I I know. Uh, you and I like a lot of the same music, but uh, what, what's your what are your thoughts on uh, Cab Ride Home? Well, it's the the vocals are a little bit harder than what I usually like, but man, the the bass and drum work on that are so tight. <laughs> oh yeah! Oh god, the guitar work on it too. I was like, I was salivating over that. I love that sound. Um. Uh, what what do you think, Michelle? Well, I'm, I you know I, I like old stuff like Suicidal Tendencies, Shriek Back, and all the a lot of really crazy fringe stuff back then and now. You know that I, I like it. You know, I it's I I love the rhythm. I anything that has a really good beat and a and a and a something that gets the blood pumping, I really enjoy. So that that's cool in my book. Very good. What do you think, Joe? At my age, I don't like my blood pumping at all. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have to admit, I, I never was a heavy metal fan, uh, except for Iron Butterfly, which I was. In a god but I, of I, Yeah, on a... <laughs> yeah. Don't you but, know uh, you. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, it's the, dr- it's the drum solo. I'm sorry. That, that oh, yeah. kills me on that. Well, it's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing stuff. Yes, yes. Uh, but I, I'm not. I, I admit, I'm not a not a heavy metal fan. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, that's no, okay. okay. That's quite all right. You, no apologies necessary. All I got to say is, you know, it is it is a, a wonderful, magnificent thing, Cat, that uh, Danica Rome is, uh, you know, just being a decent human being and running on issues that matter for everybody. And as a side note, also humanizing um, to people, you know, the general public who have been poisoned in the South by all these, you know, bigots uh, against trans people. You know, she, she's putting a very human face on, on that. But not only that, I think she's really helping metal too. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, I have, to, I have to say she was on uh, she was on Meet the Press Daily this today, tonight, mm-hmm. uh, and I gotta say, she's somebody. Any mother, father, any 
constituent who voted for her can be proud of. She really presents herself like really well. I, I, I'll tell you, she, for somebody uh, who came out of nowhere almost, uh, I think she has national t- uh, potential. I really yeah. do. Um, I will say, though, if you put in uh, any of the heavy metal thrash music, if you sprinkle a couple of those bits in with your house cleaning music, you get shit done. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it just, your your time goes by really fast at that point. Well, I'll tell you what, the dogs will never chase your uh, your, your uh, vacuum. Oh, no, cat? My, my, my cats will run for the hell. Oh, hell. cats love metal. Cats love metal. I can attest. I can attest. Mine don't. They hide. <laughs> oh, ours ours love metal. They just hate people. So oh, okay. That's uh, <laughs> <laughs> most cats. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, well, you know, I yeah, seriously, I, I was supposed to be working on Mad Libs here, and that didn't happen, so we're going to have to do that after the break. Somebody texted me. One of my coworkers just texted me saying that I did something wrong about something completely inconsequential to our actual job. Um, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but it's something important to point out that you did something wrong. Yeah, That's of course. That's the important part. <laughs> I didn't know I had tickets to this show. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm so sorry. Um. Anyway, fucking stupid. But yeah, so Kat... <laughs> You know, uh, uh, again, doing a good thing for humanity all around and metal on the side. That's like that's like gravy. Well, you know, I I can remember uh, growing up back in the day and it's like, you know, metalheads were treated just as much as outsiders and the sort of people you didn't trust with anything important as um, oh, yeah. LGBT people and stoners. <laughs> and oh, yeah. it's, it's just so refreshing to see that those sort of prejudices are falling away. <laughs> I know, yeah, I know. I- and, and, and the great thing about metal is for the most part, it's very inclusive. You know, uh, you know, uh, it, it's it's all about picking up the outcasts and picking up the, uh, the 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 people who don't, you know, the nonconformists and whatnot. And for a while, it became very homogenized and very, you know, frat-like. And even in the '90s, it got even worse with kind of like the tough guy weirdo, like I said, Pantera kind of. You know, oh, ooh, creeping white nationalism, uh, and, and yeah. you know, in in Danica Rome, she's she's like, "Fuck you, we're taking it back." So that's good. Yeah, yeah. In, in, in my day, you know, I was alternative, you know, punk rock, that sort of thing, and you know, but I like all the types of music. There's there's only like two or three specific musics I won't listen to, but you know. It, the metal was it, it, it's just it's so vibrant and such a incredibly blood stirring rhythm to it and yes. that's what i really enjoy yes all right well uh it is break time everybody i wish i had a metal song that i could play on the break <laughs> oh <laughs> i don't you know i um uh 
You know, uh, I'll tell you what. Let's go ahead and listen to all of Hawaiian Sucker Punch on the break. I'll, oh, cool. I'll, I'll run that risk. If they ask me to take it out of the podcast down the road, I will. I don't have artist permission, but they're not signed. So, and hopefully, hey, I'll tell you what. Five people tonight listening to the show, go buy at least one of their EPs. You can name your price and buy it for a dollar if you want, whatever. But yeah, go to uh, go to uh, uh, Cab Ride Home uh, Bandcamp. Just look for that. And if five people do that, then I've done my work. But yeah, it, 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 I'll just play one song, one song in its entirety. So all right, let's go ahead and hit the break. Uh, when we come back, uh, we'll uh, uh, have a one or two oddball stories and uh, try and get through at least one or two Mad Libs. So hang tight, folks. We'll be right back with lots more Turn Up the Night right after this. This is a story of heroic deeds and the bitter struggle for the triumph of good over evil and of a wondrous sword wielded by a mighty hero when the legions of darkness stalk the land. This is Kenny Pick on Turn Up the Night.
Every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, Indie Media Weekly presents the Sci-Fi Double Feature with two old-time radio shows from the science fiction and horror genre. The Sci-Fi Double Feature every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern right here on Indie Media Weekly. Indie Media Weekly Radio is proud to bring you the Thomas Jefferson Hour, a radio program that models civil discourse, critical thinking, and good citizenship. Join nationally acclaimed humanity scholar and award-winning first-person interpreter of Thomas Jefferson, Clay Jenkinson, for the Thomas Jefferson Hour, Tuesdays at 10 a.m., Sundays at 4 p.m. The Thomas Jefferson Hour on Indie Media Weekly Radio. Visit them at jeffersonhour.com. Yeehaw! Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Come on down to Southern Progressive Revival to hear the best and worst of Southern politics once again. We've got all brand new episodes for the low, low price of 100% free and tons of extras, including guests, rants, and flustered hosts and co-hosts. Think your credit ain't good enough? We don't care. Think you don't have nothing to hear since you ain't from the South? Well, that ain't right. You reckon that Yankee pick feller's got more class than us? Well, that might be true. But let's do this. Come listen to Southern Progressive Revival live every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Indie Media Weekly, Extraterrestrial Radio, All the Power Without the Tower. Come now and we'll throw in a free pine tree air freshener. Wow. This is Indie Media Weekly, extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Where is it that you're from? Cleveland. Cleveland. Lake Erie. Erie. What was once the mistake by the lake is now the roar by the shore. I'm rapidly becoming a big underground success in this town. Cleveland has taken its honored place in the building of America. Thank you, Cleveland! <laughs> yeah! Thank you, Cleveland. Thank you, Scranton. Thank you, Columbus. Thank you, Port St. Lucie. And, of course, thank you, Washington, D.C. Rain to feel better. Sorry you couldn't hang out with us the entire night, but uh, that's okay. We want you to feel better. And, of course, uh, uh, welcome back to the program, everybody in Chatland. We love you all, and I'm, I'm desperately uh, working on Mad Libs. My apologies right now, because uh, somebody just put the adjective enraged in the uh, chat. Um, uh, that would be Jay Colley. Uh, because I was enraged during break because of the text I got from a co-worker. Oh, and no. and I hit play. <laughs> I hit play on the song, but I forgot I faded it out down to zero. Um, and it was playing, but it, there was no audio going out for uh, Cab Ride Home's Hawaiian Sucker Punch, which is great because like Hawaiian Punch, Hawaiian Sucker Punch. Um, and uh, but no, I, I was raging at Susan. I was like, "Oh, can you believe this bullshit?" And then I walked it back in the room. I was like, "Why don't I hear a song?" Oh yeah. So yeah, I'll clip that out of the podcast. <laughs> and my apologies to anybody listening to the replay here on Indie Media Weekly uh, of the show. Uh, yes, there will be a moment of silence uh, because I direct directly upload the recording on the network of this. So, uh, but anyway, welcome back, uh, Joe, Cat, uh, and Michelle. Um, mm-hmm. Now, Joe, was there any uh, any quickie little uh, Russia story you wanted to talk about? Uh, did you, did you have any of those handy the 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 uh, 
Fusion GPS uh, one or the uh, the uh, Julian Assange um, Hillary emails, or did you uh, have any of the, those you wanted to mention? Well, there's a, a, a actually a, a neighbor of mine involved in all of this. <laughs> oh no, shit! <laughs> His name is Fatula Gulyan, or uh, he's a Turkish refugee who lives. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, about less than an hour away from me. He lives in Sailorsburg, which is right near the in the Poconos. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, so now t- today, it, the news was broke that Mueller is uh, investigating a meeting that happened between uh, between. Um, <laughs> now my 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 mind is slipped. Uh, Flynn. Yes, and uh, some other some some officials from Turkey, uh, who offered Flynn when he now this is in December when he was the incoming uh, national security advisor mm-hmm. for the president of the United States. The Turkish officials offered him fifteen million dollars, him and his son, to kidnap Mr. Gulen and. Whisk him off to Turkey so he could be put in a prison. Hmm. So, in effect, we would have the incoming national security advisor working as an agent for the Turkish government to illegally kidnap a legal permanent resident of the United States, and might I say an honored guest of the state of Pennsylvania, the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. And illegally take take him on a plane. I don't know where they would board him, and uh, to Turkey, where they would like to really execute him. Wow! So the net gets so big and deep now because we're into the inner circle of the Trump administration. Yeah, right to Flynn and a plot. Somebody said today on cable. Tom Clancy would reject this plot and say it's yeah. too unbelievable. Oh, did you see Flynn? Flynn uh, has expressed very, a lot of concern about his his poor poor little Pizzagate son is going to yeah, well, be dragged Pizzagate's into son this. was at the same. Yeah, he was at the same meeting, so he was aware of the kidnap plot. <laughs> he was aware of the collusion with Turkish officials to illegally well illegally it's redundant kidnap a legal permanent resident of the United States would total protection and illegally put him on a plane and fly him to Turkey where he would be tortured and probably executed. Wow. Oh, wow. It's probably the most serious charge that came to date. And they don't even know how the tentacles of this Turkish connection reach into the Soviet Union or Russia. Wow. So I just, just want to bring that out, and uh, you know, it's 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 a local story too for us. So. Yeah, well, there, there you go. go. There, a cat. What were you going to say? Uh, I was going to say um, there's there's been stuff in the news recently about how Erdogan's <coughs> really ticked off that his security guards are going to have. <coughs> pardon me. Going to yeah, have. We're to all face feeling charges. it. Don't worry going to have to face charges for beating up 
protesters outside of the embassy last uh, spring. Yeah, American citizens, as it yeah. were. <laughs> that was oh my god that 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 yeah. was just a, a a foreshadowing of of what's going on now. Go ahead. Uh, uh, yeah, and, and Erdogan is is uh, is is blaming Gulen, who's here in in Pennsylvania, of fomenting all the uprisings in Turkey. And that's why they want him back, because they want to basically kill him. Yeah, M- Michelle, go ahead. What were you going to say? I'm just, su- I'm just surprised it took this long. I mean, I guess I know that they're they're claiming certain diplomatic immunity, but no, you beat up several protesters that weren't even trying to harm you. You know, there mm-hmm. need to be charges, and that should have come a lot earlier. Than yeah, it did. Well, um, yeah, there were there were. Clearly, pictures of Erdogan standing at his limousine, instructing these guys to go out to the protesters and beat them up. Yes, and that's the problem. It should have been beforehand. But and our and our president, by the way, crickets. Yeah, of course. Oh yeah. You know he's a he he's a guy that you know Trump likes because he's strong. He's a you know he's he's got his government under control, and you know that's the way Trump wants to be. Well, here here's a, a quick one. I, I've got there's a couple other other things uh, that I want to talk about Trump Russia related. Um, this came to us uh, today over uh, by uh, on Mediaite from Justin Bargona. Hi, Justin. I read your stuff all the time. Uh, Cambridge uh, Cambridge Analytica reached out to Assange about Clinton emails while working for Trump campaign. Oh, wait a second. Shocking surprise. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, it says last month it was reported that the head of uh, a data firm that worked for the Trump campaign, Cambridge Analytics, had reached out to WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange to see if he could uh, assist Assange with releasing former Democratic presidential nominee Hillary Clinton's missing emails. Assange confirmed at the time that the exchange with uh, firm CEO Alexander Nix did not take place. The Wall Street Journal reported today that Nix has since said that he attempted to get the WikiLeaks founder to share the Clinton-related emails with his firm in early June 2016. What makes this especially noteworthy is that Cambridge Analytica already had employees working for the Trump campaign at this point, showing a connection between WikiLeaks and the campaign. We love the WikiLeaks. Yeah. Yeah, UG, I call them UG leaks. UG leaks. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, so there's that. And there's also uh, Fusion GPS um, was actually collecting data for the Trump administration, too. So all the. Uh, uh, let me see if I can find this story. Um, because this was. Uh, this was a big thing, of course. Uh, oh, yeah, Fusion GPS reportedly provided dirt. On uh, to both Clinton and Trump campaigns from Joseph Wolfson on Mediaite. Uh, so, so uh, you, you remember how uh, all the Trump cult was saying, "Oh, well, the, you, the that was that was collusion when they hired an American firm to you know do the Steele dossier, even though it was started by a Republican and then taken over by uh, Democrats." Well. Uh, it looks like Fusion GPS may have tangled with both the Clinton campaign and the Trump campaign during the 2016 election. In a new report from uh, uh, Reuters, the opposition 
opposition research firm that was initially funded by Republicans but later picked up by Democrats appear to have collected dirt on both Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton. According to sources, Fusion GPS had an unrelated investigation on Clinton that was presented to Donald Trump Jr., Paul Manafort, and Jared Kushner, and their now infamous Trump Tower meeting with Russian lawyer Natalia Velishnitskaya. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, so it was reported yesterday that uh, Velishnitskaya met with Fusion GPS founder Glenn Simpson before the meeting. Uh, and earlier in the week, it was discovered that she told the Trump campaign that she had proof of tax evasion of Democrat donors involving the Clinton Foundation. Don Jr. reportedly asked for written evidence that illegal funds were sent to the Clinton campaign. So, yeah. Oh, oh, again, you guys, uh, all these Trump cultists weep and cry and moan about everything that, you know, Democrats do. And that's illegal. That's collusion. That's uh, you did the same fucking thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. I hate these people. So anyway, we don't have a lot of time left. Are, are we good to, to shoot straight to the Mad Libs? I'm happy. I'm good. All right, sure. let's do it. Mad Libs. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. This is madness. Don't get mad, get Mad Libs. <laughs> oh, God bless Mad Libs. All right, we have two Mad Libs that are almost completely filled out from adult Mad Libs. Go Greek. Uh, we, did, we did these the other day. Uh, but I know. The, these are different ones. And, uh, oh, man, this one's almost completely filled up. So uh, let's go alphabetical for filling these in. So that would be, Joe, I need an adjective. Uh, slinky. Slinky. Um, and cat, I need a verb ending in ing. Screaming. Screaming. Something I've been doing a lot of lately. Uh, <laughs> Michelle, an adjective. An adjective. Oh, um. Frumpy. Frumpy is good. Frumpy for the win. Uh, okay, Joe, I need a silly word. Cranberry. Cranberry. <laughs> I always thought that was a silly vegetable. Or you know, Zelda, McGre- Zelda McGregor. Zelda McGregor fell into a cranberry bog one time. I uh, did too. I did too. You in did fact, too. On my last uh, trip to Cape Cod, I <laughs> fell in one behind my uncle's took house. Took a tumble. Took a tumble <laughs> like uh, Shinzo Abe, I, and then you jumped right back on your feet. <laughs> sort of rolled down a bank. Okay. <laughs> That's a long story. Well, there you go. All right, cat. Uh, I need a number. Forty-two. Forty-two. Very popular uh, on here uh, on the program. Uh, Michelle, I need an adverb. Ooh, adverb. I suck at those. Um. Suckily. Slinkily. Slinkily. <laughs> Slinkily it is. Alright, uh Joe, I need another adverb. 
Um, let's see. Thinly. Thinly. Thinly it is. All right, so thinly. And the last word uh, for these Mad Libs goes to Cat. I need a last name. More. Uh, <laughs> Low-hanging uh, fruit. Low-hanging fruit. So, <laughs> all right, here we go. So he the f- He's being a fruit. No, he's not. He's just hitting on children. He's making out with little little kids. Um, so here we go. Uh, this is again from uh, Adult Mad Libs. Go Greek. The sorority fraternity theme. Mad. I don't even know how I got this stupid thing. Um, this is <laughs> this is big sis to little sis is the title of this one. Uh-oh. In a classy sorority, a big kick drum is always looking out for her honorable sister. Here, a big sis gives some smooth dating advice. Little sis. There's this really enraged guy in my stoned dorm. Should I go out with him? Big sis. I wouldn't. If you break up, you'll still have to see him every toxic day. (laughs) You, You could bump into him when you're screaming down the scoundrel to the bathroom in your jazzy pajamas and bunny blueberries. <laughs> Little sis, thanks. I thought it might be a frumpy idea. Do you think I... Uh, <laughs> do you think I should date my best cookies ex? He's so high and he's always banging with me. Sounds like more. Yeah, wow. kind of does. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Big Sis, no, definitely do not. Even if your rock says it's okay, it isn't. Just stick to hammers from your cl- from your classes and stay far away from any base one of your slinky friends has dated. <laughs> stay away from any base <laughs> one of your slinky friends has dated. There you go. All right. All right, also from the same Mad Libs book, Adult Mad Libs, go Greek. This is called Double Secret Probation. To the cowbells of the Alpha Cranberry Alpha fraternity, effective immediately, every shrunken member of your fraternity has been placed on double sweaty probation. Ooh. Double sweaty probation. After a month long. (laughs) What's that, Michelle? (laughs) I said, that's slick. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) definitely. Uh, Very low friction point there. Um, After a month-long review, it has come to my attention that the average grade point metal of this fraternity is negative (laughs) 42. Until now, I didn't know that uh, that was slinkily possible. In addition, last week's homecoming firecracker was disrupted when members of your fraternity dressed up like heinies and marched backwards down Penis Street. Woot! <laughs> I think somebody broke a rule around here. Don't oh. say penis, penis, penis! No, so not that one. Um, but, <laughs> and uh, this caused total chaos, reflecting thinly on our evil university. <laughs> <laughs> 
To determine whether your fraternity is fit to remain in this thing, you will each be subject to a written stalactite and a, an insane house inspection will be in order. Tell no one about this crying letter as this probation is an absolutely wailing secret. Sincerely, Dean Moore. <laughs> <coughs> there you go. All right. There was our adult Mad Libs Go Greek tonight, everybody. Thank you for that. So, uh, But, yeah, we're going to start wrapping things up right now. Uh, uh, thank you, everybody, for, for hanging out on the program tonight. And sorry, Rain uh, was not feeling well. And, of course, our best wishes go out to P.S. Mueller. Um, uh, and, and, uh, I hope all is well is it can be with you and your family, yeah. Pete. And we're, uh, we're, you know, uh, we'll wait for you. We'll wait for you. And we love you brother. So, uh, but all right, let's go ahead and, uh, uh wrap things up. Uh, we'll go reverse alphabetical order for, uh, parting shots tonight. Michelle, what do you got for us on the way out? Um, not much. Uh, I just, uh, I am so amazed at the wave of blue that hit us this week as far as the elections and all of that. That just made me so happy. And now all we have to do is continue this. Actually, we need to, we need to up it. More people yeah. need to get out and vote because we're coming up on an election that we really, really need to change everything in. And, and people just can't sit at home on their, you know, on their, their asses anymore. We mm -hmm. have to be out there. We have to be voting. We have to be, because we have to counter all the voter suppression that's out there and all of these, you know, these uh, gerrymandered districts. When we can do it. If we're out there in numbers, we can do it. That's yes, all I can say. You, and when you say more people, you don't mean Roy more people. Just oh, more, no. more people. Oh, no. <laughs> and from what I hear, there's a rumor that the Republicans are trying to change the election date so they can change the ballot. Oh, I'm thinking of bet bailing on. Dirty so that, bricks. That'll be cool. Mm. So. All yep. right. All right. So, Cat, uh, what do you got for us on the way out of the show? Um, well, first of all, I will be uh, joining Joe and Tim on the Tim Coromel show Sunday. <laughs> I, I'm going to. I'm. I was asked to fill in at the last minute, so so I will be doing that. And also, uh, it really gets to me when they try and use the length of time between when these incidents happen and when the reports come out as some sort of invalidation of the claims. Because it's been nearly 41 years for me, and I still really don't talk about it. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, because there are just so many cans of worms that it would open if I were. And I figure I've been able to deal with it well enough that... I don't really need to make a, a big deal out of it. I know it happened. I know how it's affected me. And I try to live my life the best I can. Yeah. 
but but the fact that it happened 41 years ago and I don't talk about it doesn't make it any less real. Exactly. Yeah. Um Yeah, I mean in, in uh, for all of these um all of these hypocrites and and uh enablers and just phony Christians and whatever just whatever you want to call them for them to diminish someone's experience simply in the name of their party that in rejecting human decency and um in fairness and uh, you know it, it, I mean there there's if if I believed in hell I know there would be a very very exclusive place for these people where they yeah. would be very uncomfortable for a very 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 long time uh, so yeah thank you for that cat um, and uh, Joe Santorsa Scranton Pennsylvania the electric city you get the part your your parting shot sir uh, well just want to the, the washington post i think somebody mentioned this in the chat earlier the washington post is reporting that steve uh senator steve danes of montana and mike lee of utah have withdrawn their endorsements of mr moore Woot. after the ha- after the hand due to the hannity interview i'm telling you what I'm telling you what, I really think, you know, uh, I'm feeling pretty good about him withdrawing. Um, You know, I I don't think he's going to be left with a choice. We'll see. But then again, it could almost be better. And I think Republicans know that if Moore gets in and they have to defend him down the road, it's going to be a lot better for us than it is for them. Could you imagine the grenades he's going to be rolling down the aisle in, in the Senate? Yeah, I mean I, that that they'll have to be covering up for every day. Yeah, yeah, and Mitch yeah, McConnell doesn't have a chin, so he can't he can't cover that grenade with his chin. <laughs> so, well, no, he's like a he doesn't want to stick his neck out. Yeah, <laughs> um, but no, I, I mean I I think at this point they're 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 looking at the elections and they're saying you know what what do you what would you do you want to it's a win-win for us either way. Either we're going to pick up a seat, or you know, or maybe they'll be able to pull it out last minute with Luther Strange. Who knows? But um, I don't think so. With, with a write-in, I, 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 because it's too late to change the ballot. Um, right. You know, I don't know. I don't actually, know. I think I think well, if Luther Strange tried to pull that, it would actually split the vote in favor of the Democrat. Yeah, because you have some hardcore, yeah, m- more supporters that are going to vote for him no matter what. Sure. And if the others, if the rest of the Republicans go for uh, Strange, uh, boy, the Democrats looking good then. Well, and then Michelle, you said that they were looking to try and change the date too. So. Yeah, they're trying to change the election date so they can change the ballot. That's yeah. what the Republicans are trying to pull right now, and I, I don't think so. they should be allowed to do that. I, that'll be in, that, the Democrats will have them in court before before their before Trump's wig could be uh, fl- twisted around. <laughs> they they Aquanetta. they couldn't run Luther. They couldn't run Luther Strange anyway because Alabama is one of those states with a uh, sore loser law. Oh no meaning, way! Nice. Okay. Yeah, there's meaning, a, there's like another name they're thinking of running for it though. Yeah, Jeff Sessions. 
<laughs> I heard. Well, yeah. I no, I did. I heard. Oh, that. really? I heard that wow. they would like they, that. One of the theories was he could resign as as uh, attorney general and run as a write-in. Well, and right, that let, I would not put past them. I wouldn't either. No. But cat, it go would ahead. serve a couple purposes. Uh, yes, as long get as get rid can, of sessions. As long as he could put his little elf shoes on. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kat, finish your thought, and then uh, we we got to wrap things up. Well, I I was just, I was, as I was saying, I wouldn't put it past them to yeah. to uh, needle Sessions into resigning AG and running for the, the open seat that was his. <laughs> yeah. So... All right. Well, uh, and Joe, everybody needs to check out uh, uh, the Tim Caramel show. Uh, you'll be recording this Sunday. Everybody should uh, uh, subscribe to the Tim Caramel show uh, on iTunes and Stitcher. And, of course, listen here every Monday morning um, and uh, on Indie Media Weekly. And, uh, yeah, I, I think it, it sounds like it's shaping up to be an awesome show. It will be. We'll be covering uh, a new uncovered uh, little tidbit that the clown car uh, news organization got. Oh, yeah? You found it stuck Th- in the tire? New, there'll be a new uh, Olympic sport. It's called the long distance under the bus throw. Oh. Woo-hoo-hoo. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah we already great. know what we know what that sounds like, too. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, I, I think Ed Gillespie already got the gold medal. Uh, yeah, no, no actually, right. he was the he was he was the he was the hockey puck. <laughs> oh, see, there you go. He wasn't the it wasn't the thrower. <laughs> and oh, speaking boy. of marathons, here's a clip from Marathon Man. Why you Nazi bastard? Yeah, there you go. So, Nazis, <laughs> Nazis. No, All right, we got we got to wrap things up right now. But everybody, please stick around if you can. If you can, I know I haven't had a lot of listeners lately to the night show, but I'm going to be playing a lot of my favorites. Uh, if you have a favorite album from the from 1987, and you can tell me a song from it you want me to play, I'll find it. I'll play it tonight. But I'm going to be playing a lot of music from 1987. And also a lot of Cab Ride Home featuring Danica Rome because I have it all on the network. So, yeah, if you can join me in the chat over on, you know, just go to IndieMediaWeekly.com, go to the live tab, scroll down to uh, 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 The Night Show. And join me over there, and it should be fun. But anywho, we got to wrap things up right now. Thank you. Uh, uh, again, thanks, Rain. Uh, Pete, sorry you couldn't join us tonight. Um, uh, I wish both of you well. And uh, definitely thank you, Joe, Kat, and Michelle. Great show tonight. Welcome. And um, I hope everybody has a fantabulous weekend. Oh, so, bye. <laughs> That's it. Over and out. Rock and roll. God bless America. Time for go to bed. I'm finished. Goodbye. We now conclude broadcast activities. On behalf of the management and staff, we wish you a pleasant good night. Thank you. Good night, Lawrence. (laughs) That's it. Are you Nazi bastard?